Welcome back to the MCU in Review podcast. Or is this your first time? Cool. Join us. <laughs> we review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MCU in Review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCU in Review. Give us a like, a comment, let us know what you think of the show. You can also reach out to us on our Facebook group, MCU in Review. We do live broadcasts from time to time, so ch- check us out over there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm happy to be joined by Clinton and Emmy. How are you guys? Fabulous. Doing good. We have reached phase two. We are in phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I didn't think I made that a point in the Avengers episode. That was the cap of phase one. And now we have entered phase two. As I like to call it, the dark times of the MCU. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you have Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World. And I know that some people are probably like, oh, I can't wait to hear what they think of Iron Man 3. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is... Ooh, okay. Well, I gave away my... It's not that bad. I gave away my vote. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, um, I guess I will start, because usually I defer to you guys to give your first thoughts on Iron Man 3 or whatever movie we're... We are reviewing, so I'll start out with in 2013. I think that was Mm -hmm. when this uh, this movie was released. Um, yeah, uh, I remember watching Iron Man three. I remember watching the trailers first and being obsessed. And this was the first one coming off the Avengers, the biggest hype in the entire world. I could not wait to see it. It's Robert Downey Jr. It's Tony Stark. Iron Man three cannot wait. And I thought Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin in the trailer, you'll never see me coming. I I, I was eating everything up. I, I was obsessed. I was ready to go. I could not wait. Um, and I, I, I don't think my fandom, at least at that point, had ever been so high. And I, and I, I, I watched Iron Man 3 in the theaters Thursday at midnight. And uh, I, uh, I remember leaving very very disappointed i i remember thinking the movie was little less than mediocre i'm not even gonna say it was average it was not my favorite i thought it was just you know i thought robert downey jr was funny and i thought he was great as iron man but it felt just you know i guess when you when you know your friend is off like maybe it just you know he's off in this movie not because he robert downey jr but it's just the character of tony stark is obviously rattled from the events of new york and, um, you know, we see him bicker with pepper about a bunny and we see just this randomness. And then sometimes it's literally hard for me to follow like, wait, what's going on? Who's going on? Mm-hmm. And then the butchering of the Mandarin. I remember just really loving Ben Kingsley's performance while I was watching it. I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be setting up something so amazing. This is going to be so great. And then this, and then it's like, no, no, I'm Trevor. I'm an actor. Uh, and I, was, and I just, uh, the swerve, I felt like I was swerved as a fan and I, I felt like the, the trailer was just like a, ha ha, you thought you knew what you were going to see. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't know. Aldrich Killian. He, he, he was odd to me. He, he looked like a Brad Pitt, you know, like a Kmart version of Brad Pitt. Uh, oh. <laughs> I just did not really enjoy this movie back in 2012. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, or excuse me, 13, 2013. So I, that, that's my thoughts. And I know I've just completely turned everyone away from this movie that really enjoy this. So, but don't lose hope. There's probably someone on this podcast that does love this movie. So in 2013, Emmy, when you, I mean, 
Tony Stark's your man. What did you mm-hmm. think after this movie? I was, so I knew how I, like I was counting down how many movies um, Robert Downey Jr. had signed his contract for. And I was so excited that he was getting another Iron Man that he wasn't just going to be like the B list character in someone else's movie. So excited for Iron Man three. Like you, I watched the trailers. I was so ready for it. And I came out of it deflated. That is, that's the word that I would use to describe it. I had these hopes for it and it didn't match up to any of them. Mm. Especially if coming from like a Robert Downey Jr. Like diehard. I was, yeah. Okay, cool. Clinton, Iron Man three coming out of this movie in 2013. What was your thoughts? In 2013, I really enjoyed it. Wow. (laughs) I liked it. Um, I liked that they showed a whole other side of Tony. I liked, um, this is weird for probably everybody, but I liked that they dealt like dove more into a story and issues he's dealing with rather than fight, 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 action, action, action. I think they represented mental health. Well, I liked seeing him outside of the suit a lot. That was a whole different spin on it. Cause I didn't realize until I watched it again, how much, he's not in his suit. In this I, movie. I remember that being almost a talking point where they're like, you're going to see the man behind the suit. Like that, that was a huge going into the movie, I think. And back then I liked it for that. Yeah. Well, we will fast forward to 2020 and get our thoughts and see if they've changed any, which some have Iron Man two for me personally, uh, watching Iron Man three again, really, really, um, I, the Mandarin part doesn't bother me anymore. Um, I've, cause I know, you know, like, and I haven't seen the trailer since 2013. So I, I don't have an expectation of a movie that's not there. I think the, the, you know, the, the blow of this movie being something I thought it should be and what it ended up being has completely worn off. But what the movie is, is still something that's not that entertaining to me. Um, I do think that the mental health issues um, you know, just talking to my fiance, we both thought that was really cool. How this is a new take. This is interesting, but it didn't carry the movie in the slightest. It, it didn't, it didn't keep me engaged. It just seemed like three, uh, random panic attacks and then just a, a movie full blown. And it, it just didn't, it didn't keep me connected. It didn't keep me engaged to this side. It just felt like more of a, okay, give him a minute. Okay. He's good. Um, it just, I don't know. And the Mandarin part still Aldrich Killian or Aldrich Killian, you know, I am the Mandarin. Uh, it was just like, okay, cool. Nice dragon tattoos, bro. He, I mean, he looked like affliction shirts in a human. Like he, <laughs> he just, was, uh, and if you wear affliction shirts, I'm so sorry for offending you. Uh, please subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram. Um, so, but I just, I still didn't see, I didn't get any, wow, this is okay. Cool. Um, you know, it just felt, it still felt different. And I, I'm not going to lie. I had to turn it off and continue watching it later because I fell asleep. <laughs> watching it. <laughs> um, and I'm really not trying to bash this, but I was shocked how much it was not keeping me engaged. Um, it was just more, oh, okay. All right. You know, and, uh, it just, I, I, I actually think this movie has not aged that well. I really don't. I, especially when there's a lot of greater content out there. And I was expecting to be more pleasantly surprised, especially walking out of Iron Man 2, enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of, it was a little bit of a letdown. 
But, I mean, it's still Robert Downey Jr. It's still, at times, really funny and really good because of his performance. But it's it's not... Uh, it's not the Marvel Studios best by any means, in my opinion. I, I know a lot of people that love this movie, um, but I know a lot of people that don't. And um, I think it's a divisive movie, to be very honest. And uh, yeah, I, I seem to be on the fence where I just uh, take it or leave it, and I could I could leave this one. So, Emmy, I'm going to switch to you. 2020, was it easier to watch this? Was it better, worse? What what you got? Well, I wanted to do it justice, so I did watch it twice. Um, watching it more does not make it better. I will let you know that. (laughs) Um, And I would also, on the point of mental health, I would say that they didn't do a great job with this, with bringing mental health to the forefront. Like, yes, it's great to see a superhero who does have an anxiety disorder, but this is the only movie he has it. Yeah. People who actually have Mm -hmm. anxiety disorders deal with them their whole life. Usually. And even and in this movie, it felt like as soon as he had an anxiety order or disorder, boom, he immediately was like, yeah. oh, I'm good now. And I, and I know that sometimes that could be it, but it just felt like it felt like just a moment in a movie instead of seeing him recover from it. It just seemed like Iron Man had a couple of little we have to stop here for a minute. And then he just be, still stayed Iron Man. I didn't feel like yeah. there was a, a realization where I'm stronger because of this. And maybe we'll find that out through this review and this breakdown. It To me, it didn't feel like this aha moment for Tony. Tony. Yes, the mechanic part. And yeah, I fix things. But <laughs> that doesn't, I don't know. It, it just, okay. Yeah. You can't just fix a mental health disorder like that. Um, so knowing what it is in 2020, it's decent it has really good parts there are really good parts of this movie as a whole is it great no honestly there are some parts that i really 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 despise Mm. um and i thought it was interesting that they put it last on disney plus because it sucks that bad (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i tried to pinpoint the second time i watched it i tried to pinpoint why exactly i hate it so much And I think the first thing is that I do not like pre-cave Tony. Pre-cave Tony is a dick and I don't like him at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of unnecessary killing. And I know that that sounds really nonviolent of me, but I just, it's, it's too violent. I feel like almost at points. And then the third thing that I really didn't like when I go to watch a movie, I really want to, I want something entertaining that's going to kind of take my brain off of what's going on in the world. And the fact that there were terrorists in this movie, it just made it hit home too hard. It was like, I don't want to go see a movie about something that's actually happening in real life, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. But yeah. So that's why those are the three reasons that I just absolutely, I, I don't like this movie. Great parts. There are some, mm-hmm. a few great parts. Right. We're all absolutely no. Right. Clinton. You, your eyebrows are raising a bit. You seem a little, yeah. So in 2020, sir, what did you think? You said you really loved it, I think, coming out of 2013. Kind of, especially with everything that's come out with the MCU, I'm curious to hear. Has it stayed the same, better, worse? What you got? Uh, no, it has not stayed the same. Um, my mind has changed quite a bit on it. Mm. Um, I was It wasn't near as good to me this time. Uh but I can already tell I'm going to be the Devil's bad advocate. guy of the episode. So the mental <laughs> health thing, for one, um, I, I bring that up because I think it's important that they even showcased it, period, because they've yeah. never went into the humanity of a superhero that in-depth. And I would disagree that they just brushed it off in this. He was dealing with it in Ultron. 
because he wanted to build a an armor around the world. Yeah, because bit. of the situations and people deal with it in different ways. So, I mean, yes, to me, the first half of this movie is great. Mm-hmm. It falls apart in the second half. That's where I started. That's where I got sleepy. Honestly, yeah. It uh, Aldridge Killian to me was not a entertaining villain, um, mm. and I think that's the problem. I wasn't mad that the Mandarin wasn't who the Mandarin was, especially knowing now that he's going to be in the MCU for real. Um, but he wasn't the main. I mean, he was amped up to be the main villain, but he wasn't the villain of the movie. Mm. It was the um it was aim technically um so i think that once you know realize that but even with it with aldridge killing being the killian being the villain it it didn't sell well he did not there was no build-up you didn't hear any backstory on him much i mean you see him at the very beginning and he and you feel sorry for him at the beginning but then that's really all you get he comes back he's bad i'm a bad guy i'm gonna take over there was no depth to his character so it yeah. fell apart for me a lot in the second half. I really enjoyed the first half, but I still had my questions. I did kind of get bored in the second half, though, I will say. Um, and I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, okay, yes. I'm glad we all do, because I was pretty confused in this movie at times. And I was like, I'm going to feel like such an idiot. And I might still feel like an idiot, because there was times where they were just talking. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, genuinely, like it just I don't know. You know, I, I had think- to watch it. Go ahead. I think the, and I'm the opposite from you, Emmy, um, with this. And I know you're not alone in this because Tyler watched it with me too. And he said the same thing as you. He didn't like that it was too, he said it was almost triggering to see those shadows burnt into the wall and stuff like that. He said Mm -hmm. it was very real, I guess. But for me, I liked that aspect of it. I liked that it was something that you could relate to, that you could understand. Um, but I know a lot of people didn't like it for that too. They wanted to be taken out of what was going on, going in to watch a movie, especially a sci-fi film with Marvel. You don't want to be stuck in the world you're already in. We want to yeah, know how explosions in space it. work. We want to, we want, we don't want realism, <laughs> yeah. but we do want realistic explosions in space. Hashtag. We want to know how to halt, uh, milk a Hulk. We do not want to know how shadows are burned into walls. Thank you. Gosh. Um, I was going to say, I had to watch this again. I watched it, um, two no i watched it three nights ago mm-hmm. and then had to watch it again right before we were gonna record because i already had forgotten i was like wait a minute how did what is i like already had questions because it just didn't stick with I be, me and i bet some of those questions still didn't get answered because no, there's a lot yeah. Yeah. yeah okay guys there was times i just left my notepad blank because i was like i'll just wait for emmy and clinton to backfill me because i don't know what to put here i'm so confused <laughs> so we uh, this is I'm, i feel so much better talking to you guys i'm not kidding was it worse than the hulk for y'all yes oh i wouldn't no. say it was worse i would just say it was it it i didn't have that high of expectations for the hulk and then Iron Man 3, I had high expectations. I love Tony Stark. Sorry. I love that character. In 2013, uh, gosh, yeah, both of it, it was worse. Sorry, yeah, I'm going to say both. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry to interrupt you, Amy. No, that's okay. No, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's worse because I liked what I really liked. Right, that's what I was going to say. There's some really, really good parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the I whole agree. Hulk movie was 
blah, lackluster to me. Mm-hmm. I think it just, it's so weird because I think mine was expectations. Really? I think mine, because the, the, I saw the, the Eric Bana Hulk and it was so terrible. And then, right. when, and when I saw Edward Norton's Hulk, that was the best Hulk movie I'd seen up until that point. So I guess I have different bars and then at coming after the Avengers and coming after like Tony Stark and Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. I'm just Iron Man three, my expectations at, after Avengers, they were through the roof. And I think that's really where I get weighed down a lot for this movie. My partner said too, that they were trying to throw Tony in our face so much back then. Like there's only been what, this is the seventh movie and three of those are Iron Man. So it was like, bam, 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 bam. Very good point. Yeah. But he was carrying it, you know, at the time. Yeah, he was. And it's so funny that we are in 2013 Iron Man three releases. And that's such a good point by Tyler. I, I, I really agree with him. And however, this is the last time he has this solo movie <laughs> and it's so sad. It's, oh no. Mm. Ooh, let me say it. Some could argue civil war was part just as much his movie as captain America's. I would argue that. And I also remember on Facebook after um, Spider-Man homecoming came out said um, that was a better Iron Man movie than Iron Man three. Mm. Because he is in Homecoming a lot. Yeah, I don't know if he's enough though. I like Civil War. I could see, but Homecoming. Yeah. I, I think he was like he was still kind of a mentor, but it was like for fifteen twenty minutes. Like Civil War, him and Captain America. Even though it's Captain America in the title, so we get to give Captain America all the credit there. No, I'm just playing. It's just and, and to me, Captain America Civil War feels like Avengers two point five to me. Right. Like yeah. it, it doesn't even feel like they just slapped Captain America on there. But you could have put any superhero you could say iron man civil war and it would have been mm-hmm. the exact same movie and i think it was just that's what we just were on. let the russo brothers do everything preach please. preach but i would still say i would rather watch homecoming than iron man 3 well of yeah course. i mean yeah duh well, but home- like oh homecoming i would rather it be iron man 3 <laughs> homecoming. even though he's not in it Homecoming is one of my all-time favorites yeah. in the MCU. Uh, seriously, I absolutely adore that movie. So, cannot wait to get to that one. But right now, we're in Iron Man three, and next week is <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. So, uh, uh, right. it's going to be a depressing two weeks. It is. I almost thought about let's just get them both over with this week, and let's just rock I next. Don't hate the Dark World. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. You guys are bashing it a lot. Hey, I loved it back then. So, I, I hope you guys know. I love when you guys speak up for these movies. I'm not trying to like, oh, let's hate on. I'm obsessed with these movies, but there's a couple that are just a drag for me and this is one of them so i i, I hope someone comes in with thor the dark world points because i literally have zero so uh, that, i have not seen it since it came out so i'll i'll be curious to see how it, it holds up but i remember loving it i make a better villain than malekith i'll just say that it's so bad Ugh, anyway <laughs> sorry all right well then we will go straight into our deep dive of iron man 3 And we're starting off with Tony Stark narrating the movie. And uh, a famous man once said, we create our own demons. Who said that? Doesn't matter. He said it. Now I said it. And uh, let me start again. Let's, Let's track this from the beginning. And then the Marvel logo starts popping up. My 90s year old, my 90s geek fest happens because Blue is playing. It's like, I'm Blue. I'm going to do that song if, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, in a blue world and all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him inside and outside. Uh, uh, oh, uh, man. I'm telling uh. you, it's a great <laughs> song even to this day. And I was like, I'm going to, that was like on Now Volume 5. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I'm going to bump that song after this movie. And anyway, still has aged well. And if I wouldn't get copyright stricken, I would play it right now because darn it is a great song. <laughs> um, and we're taken to 1999 in Bern, Switzerland on New Year's Eve. And we see Jensen. Hey, he's not in a cave. Yeah. What's up, Jensen? Um, and the words right after that I put is Mr. Stark is a little much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, Yinsen is trying to introduce him to Dr. Wu, who's a cardiologist, and he makes a statement about that. And it's the cardiologist that at the end of the movie re- removes his shrapnel. I did not know that. Good. Good yeah. catch, Jimmy. I didn't put that together either. Yeah. Well done. Um, Thanks. But I, I put Mr. Stark is a little much here. And I think I put that sarcastically. It, it was really, really tough where he's like, huh, she's going to need a, a cardiologist after this. Huh? like a little like he had a little new year's eve horn with him um i i just thought okay and to emmy's point it start before the cave it's He's a, an asshole it's a hard it's really hard to root for the guy i'll just say that yeah and and that's the whole point sometimes we're flawed at different points of our lives so i'm not trying to judge uh but i am because <laughs> i'm watching a movie and reviewing it uh, i wanted to highlight that though i mean i, I wanted you to see what a jerk he was that's a very good point and um we see happy hogan with the best hair i've ever oh my seen gosh. In my life. <laughs> i'm trying to grow my hair out right now and if i can make it look half as good as happy's okay um and, and he's rocking an earring. straight back <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna grease it next <laughs> thor the dark world i'm greasing my hair straight back for you guys and it's gonna be awesome like loki <laughs> yes and i'm gonna be like is this not simpler that this podcast <laughs> no i'm just i don't know where i'm going with that but then we also see aldrich killian for the first time and he's trying to pitch pitch aim which is advanced idea mechanics and um you know he's giving his cards to everybody and tony stark literally says oh thanks she can have one to throw away and one not to call because he doesn't like to be handed stuff she takes it for him Oh, that's a good another. Did good you guys pick up on that? I did not. There's a lot continuity of, for for the record. There's a lot I didn't pick up on this movie because I was just taking <laughs> notes. I, I like there wasn't like oh this is uh, I was just like one to throw away and one to not call. You know because he it was a jerk thing to do. And then he says he tells Killian, "Hey, I'll meet you on the roof." And uh, Tony is like that girl at the dance, just left Killian hanging. And Killian just wants to slow dance underneath the fireworks, and Tony doesn't show up. And I felt so bad for him in this part. I, I don't know if I felt bad. I didn't have enough of connection. It was so quick, you know, because I, I don't know. And I think that's, a, that just tells you how good of a human you are. Cause like, I was just more of a like, okay. Well, well when I, it flash, when it flashes back to him and he's just standing there when the fireworks are mm-hmm, going off it is and you're sad. like, Oh, like, and it's, it hits home that Tony is such a jerk. Yeah. Because it's zero point, intention. I think Killian looked up to him and wanted to show him his ideas and mm-hmm. Tony gave zero shits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. And, uh, we see Tony, you know, uh, he, or happy Hogan apparently takes some leaves off of uh, leaves off of a ficus or whatever, or of a plant. <laughs> it explodes and happy Hogan spears Tony to save the day. I put happy Hogan saves the day. Uh, wonderful. And, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah. It shows that happy is a bit of an asshole too. Like she says, don't touch my plant. And then he turns around and rips leaves off the plant. Like that's just rude. It is such a jerk move too. Like what's the point? Like Mm -hmm. you can tell it's not a normal plant. It's like underneath all these weird lights and stuff. I don't know. To me, just, 
be cool, man. It's not yours. Leave it alone. So yeah, but Happy does save Tony there, which is really <laughs> just smart. jumps on top of him. It's really adorable. John Favreau. Dog pile. <laughs> John Favreau is adorable in this movie. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I wish he was in this movie more because he gets taken yes. out pretty early, and then he's literally <laughs> laying down the whole movie. I I enjoyed Happy very early on in this movie. I was disappointed that he was kind of just. All right. I, I know he's used as the motivator for the kickstart of what ends up becoming, but it was still uh, John Favreau. Since he wasn't directing this movie, I wish he was allowed to, you know, play a character yeah. more in this one. He got, he got, and I'm going to make this a verb. He got Hawkeye. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yes. And he wasn't happy about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got an early one going on, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, we, and then we see, uh, Killian, I put down, he watches the fireworks from the rooftop uh, and, uh, Tony has, cre- he says, I've just created demons and I didn't mm-hmm. even know it. I think I've never seen you with such disdain from the jump for a movie, Brandon. (laughs) He's like, let's just go through this real quick. Okay, here we go. I don't have that. And he goes to the roof and there's fireworks and I didn't like it. I'm not. (laughs) It's not even the disdain part. It's just this whole movie is just average. It's average. It's just, uh, I don't know. And there's some people. Well, I'm average. Do you, do you not like me? No. I'm just joking, man. And you're not average, sir. You are a remarkable human being. And uh, so it's just, okay. Anyway, we move to present day Malibu. We're in Malibu, California. Everything's great. This is the best movie I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Sounds worse. I know. I'm sorry. But I did think this was awesome. Like the little dunce cap on one of his robots that was in charge of extinguishing him. I thought that was really cute. Call back. Dummy's to- back. I yes. love dummy. I thought that was really, really cute. He's injecting himself with what are Clinton? Maybe, you know, better than me i obviously know what it does because it like attracts the armor to him it's like kind of a mapping system oh emmy might know too emmy's a teacher go for it i i don't teach about microchips that you inject to make your super suit come to you so it was like what you get for your pets yeah that's what i i took it as like what people think that the government's gonna put in everybody to track them or whatever i don't know confirmed here on mcu interview (laughs) Uh, but they never really say what Tony is injecting himself, but we obviously see that he is kind of mapping the Mark 42. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. We left off in the Avengers on the Mark 7. He is now on the Mark 42. Tells you he's been busy. He has been busy. Which would make me wonder, and maybe one of you guys has an answer for this, but like, okay, so Endgame, when he does like the nanotech, like what mark was that? The nanotech, that was Mark 50, I believe. I'm not. Oh, so he only goes eight more suits after that? Correct. I wow. Th- I think the nano. Well, no, it might be more than that. Hold on. Sorry. I think. Are you talking about Infinity War? In Infinity War and uh, Endgame. Like, like, how many suits does he get to? Let's see. Nanotech, Mark, Iron Man. Yeah, it's 50. Wow. So he does. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of suits in infinity war. It is uh mark 50. Yeah, for sure. So he does 35 between iron man two and three and then does eight between three and end game. Yeah. And gosh, if you want to really do that, you can say he's, he did, you know, that many between Avengers at literally one movie apart. That's what's crazy. Avengers oh, and yeah, Iron Man yeah. 3. Because he was in the Mark 7 at the end of Avengers, and he is suiting up the Mark 42 at the very beginning of Iron Man 3. Yeah, which that's is, right. You're right. So um, 
he's a, he's injecting himself. And I love this part by Jarvis. Uh, I've uh, prepared a safety briefing that you will entirely ignore. And like, mm-hmm. just, and he goes, you know it or something like that. And it's Christmas time in the MCU. If you consider die hard, a Christmas movie, you better consider Iron Man three, a Christmas movie. If you can play jingle bells in your movie confirmed and there's Christmas trees and snow confirmed. It is a Christmas you- movie. You might be a Christmas movie. Uh, you, you are a Christmas movie. Just like Michael Keaton's Batman. It was a Christmas movie as well. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> My fiance does not think that this is a Christmas movie. Here at MCU in Review, we believe it is a Christmas movie. Thanks, Renee. Never talk to me again about it. Show me one strand of lots. It's a Christmas movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, we see that Tony's been awake for nearly 72 hours, as uh, alluded to earlier. And where we last left Tony, he finished the Mark 7. Now he's up to the 42. I just put busy. And Christmas movie confirmed, Jingle Bells plays. And we see Mark 42 flying at full speed towards Tony. Uh, I thought this was also another really cute part. I remember smiling from ear to ear in the theater watching this, actually. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this suit-up moment. I love that he's advancing the tech. It's not, you know, I feel like he's still tinkering. He's still going with it. And then uh, he, he... struggles with the helmet and the helmet's coming up and flying at him at a really full speed. And he does this weird flip and superhero landing. And yes, I'm the best eh, a little hokey, but I still thought it was really cool. Cause it hit the bar and it flipped upside down and he had to flip upside down to get it. Correct. Yeah. I loved all the suits in the background and the cases too. Mm-hmm. The Mark one through seven. Which, yep. And we completely skipped over the fact that they, they started the movie with those suits blowing up. And I thought that was Ooh. that was a good way to start it. I was hooked in. Very good point. Yes, I forgot about that actually. And um, uh, Jarvis says when he does that flip over and he does that superhero landing, Jarvis goes, "As always, sir, a great pleasure watching you work." I I, yeah. I love Paul Bettany as Jarvis. Phenomenal. This scene is one of those that I absolutely loved. Same. Like I love that he has a new, cool, different thing with his suit for every single movie, and this was like the new cool thing with the suit. Um, I do think, though, even in this scene, he looked off. Like he just looked. He just seemed like he was too wired or too. It was. It was. He was too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that's probably what they're going for for the movie, yeah. and I get that. But it still leaves you uneasy, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, I, it didn't like. I'm watching a movie. It was almost weird, and I guess this is how hooked you are to these characters. It was almost like watching a friend that was too wired. It was like yeah. a bunch of pansies. <laughs> And that's a quality content you only find. That's going to be our soundbite. <laughs> Bunch of pansies. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it was definitely different. And then we see our first glimpse of the Mandarin. Actually, before I go to Mandarin, I want to get everyone's thoughts. Kind of this Mark 42 full setup. I heard Emmys, but Clinton, what was your thoughts seeing Tony kind of back in action? We obviously see that he's staying up late. We see that he's really uh, been busy uh, making a lot of armors since we last saw him. Uh, what was this like for you? Uh, it's always awesome seeing the new suits. And just like Amy said, they keep showing us the new thing for this movie. So I think that became an anticipation for every movie he was in. Like what suit are they going to bring? Even if it wasn't his movie, you're like what's he going to bring in this? Yeah. And that, that was really cool, mm-hmm. but you can immediately see what direction they're going with him on his, his, he's almost manic. Oh, right that's now. a really good yeah, way to put good, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, so we, we go over to our first glimpse of the Mandarin and wonderful shots here. I put intense is what I put. I still, 
it, I love these scenes and I, they're really, really dark. You know what I mean? But I just love the cinematography. I love Ben Kingsley's voice. I love every, even if I know what happens later on, I still remember sitting in theaters thinking this and I thought it in 2020. I love these scenes of him talking. I mean, it's so just, I don't know. And some call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. America ready for another lesson. And I'm like, Oh man, what is this? Like it's, it's maniacal. It's, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, and then he talks about, you know, the horrible past acts of America and uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's really, it's not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into detail, but he goes, you know who I am. You don't know where I am and you'll never see me coming. And I'm like, okay, Ben Kingsley, take all my Oscars. I don't have any, but man, if I had one, I just, (laughs) if he kept this character up for the entire MCU or did something different, I don't know. I, I love him. I love him in this little section. Sorry. I'm just gushing, but I love this part. Before you realize what he is. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of like that. He ended up not being the real Mandarin because now we know about Shang Chi and the real Mandarin won't be whitewashed. He will be true to the comics. He will be an Asian character. Right. As he should be. Agreed. Um, uh, but yes, I was sold on Ben Kingsley here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It he was it very well. He's oh, the very maniacal. Scary. Yeah. I, he's, I, I, he's calm, scary. That's what's scary. <laughs> but it's an extremist point of view. Very yeah, good oh, point. Of course. Very good point. And <laughs> we see President Ellis uh, for the first time. Cool. Anyway, so then we see uh, him introduce Iron Patriot, and this felt like almost like Disney branding to me. I don't know, and, but they made fun of themselves in the movie quite a bit about it. So, right. so I think one thing, but then I hear the movie, and I'm like, eh, but it just felt like War Machine's too violent. Like it felt like something real going on behind the scenes that was brought to the movie screen ourselves. And we see, obviously, it's the same exact thing. It's just red, white, and blue paint on War Machine. And Iron Patriot, I believe, is someone completely different than War Machine in the comics. So this was interesting for me watching it. I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. What's going on? And it's funny, kind of, a lot of, kind of with a lot of this movie, felt like a throwaway after this. We never really talk about it ever given. We never see it again. It kind of sticks with Iron Man 3 with, I think, a few of these things that are with it. So, yeah, anyway. Um. I loved seeing Iron Patriot and the Mandarin on all of the TV shows um, because I listen to Bill Maher every week whenever he's on, uh, on uh, like on a podcast. <laughs> in case if you wanted to know where I lean, one of these, yeah, on a podcast. Yeah, you he mean does, you he listen does to someone his, like, other than us? Okay, that's interesting. I know, right? It's awful. Um, but no, he does his normal show on TV. But I don't have HBO, but I can get the podcast, which is just the audio from it. But like, this is exactly, I mean, it was so on brand for him. And then seeing Joan Rivers, God rest her soul. Yes. And she is making fun of the Iron Patriot. Like, I just, I love that. I really did. I loved this scene too. I, I was, I didn't expect it. Like they show him and I was like, oh God, they're doing Iron Patriot. And I thought it was kind of a smart way to do it, even though it's not accurate to the comics. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a clever way to bring it into the movies. And like you said, they make fun of themselves for it. And they said War Machine was a little too aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it almost reminded me of how like the labeling of like something can be terrible, but if you call it not terrible, it's like it gets that that look off of it, but it's still terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Very good point. 
And uh, we then uh, cut to Rhodey and Tony talking at a restaurant together. Um, it's really the, this was a funny banter scene between mm-hmm. them two where Tony calls him out for <laughs> the iron Patriot. And he's like, it's tested well. And it really felt like tongue in cheek. It really did. I don't know. I really enjoyed that a lot. And then, um, you know, we see that Rhodey briefs Tony on the Mandarin, you know, whether he should or could, he still does, which is really, really interesting because Tony's kind of what's going on with this guy. What's the threat level he has. Let's, you know, this is getting real. This is getting intense. And then we see a young girl named Aaron and the Christmas story child uh, ask for an autograph uh, on her drawing of Iron Man. I thought that was really funny. He's like, I really loved you in the Christmas story when he's talking to the kid with glasses. Mm-hmm. And the kid from the Christmas story is in these movies. How hilarious is it? I just, I thought that was really kind of a, a little wink and a nod to really diehard fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, I don't know. The fact that you have the guy from the Christmas story and you make fun of a kid for being, in, I don't know. I enjoyed it. He's and back I, at his. Go, you go. <laughs> he's back at his nicknames again all through this movie, oh, and I love it. They very, they very keep cool. that. And if there's a lot wrong with this movie, but you can say that it really built Rhodey and Tony's relationship stronger. That's a very like good it, point. It shows their relationship build in this movie for future movies. When the kids come over, Rhodey had just said "dick," and they try to cover it up with somebody saying "tatership." Tater. Yeah, and then. Uh, Tony says you're being such a Richard and I just I the cleverness of this exchange like it's just funny and cute and, and yeah he, like you said building the relationship and then the way he even says like meet my friend Dick here like you know yeah. while he's talking to the kids I, I thought this was clever and gosh I think Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. just have a connection too beyond the characters mm-hmm. just them talking you can tell it just feels like man I, I think he really gels well with him I think that's what makes these these movies and these moments work and um, I really think this was really funny because uh, not really funny, but Tony flashes back to New York and the creepiest thing this child could ever do. How did you get out of the wormhole? I don't think the kid actually did that. Really? I think I think that that was in his his head. And the kid is so horrendous at acting. He's like looking at the camera while he says it. Like he's like <laughs> he's like literally I know you can't see me through podcasts and I understand that. But he's literally like this. He's like, how did you get out of the wormhole? And I'm like, kid, forget the cameras there. Pay attention. Like, it just, I don't know. I didn't care for that at all. It felt really forced for me. It felt really cringe for me. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't know. And then Tony completely breaks down. And I love that he parks his Iron Man armor like it's a car. just right <laughs> Or a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle, just right in the front. And it's like, he gets there and he, he just kneels down. And he, he takes a moment to collect his thoughts. And, uh, you know, Jarvis informs Tony that you have just uh, suffered a severe anxiety attack. So, yeah, this and is then what does he say? Me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Me? Yeah. Very good point. He's he's mm-hmm. shocked that he thinks he's. Uh, yeah. See, that's that's why I like this, too, is that I know it's not enough for y'all for the mental health stuff, but I love that it shows, too, that Even mental so. health is not above anybody. Anybody mm-hmm. can be affected by it. That is a very good point. Yep. I agree. I agree. And we cut to uh, Stark Industries. And uh, it, one of my favorite characters of this movie. I wish he was in this movie longer. I probably would have enjoyed this movie longer. Happy Hogan. Badge. 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 <laughs> Just checking everyone Love for a it. bit. I'm grinning ear to ear watching him. And he's like, hey, buddy. Hey, 
just points towards his, I mean, just everybody. And I love that uh, he's the head of security for Stark Industries now, and Pepper's still leading the way. And I just really thought this was funny where she tells him that the complaints have raised by 300%, and he's smiling at He's like, thank you. No, Thank really, you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And she goes, I said increased. And he goes, yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> That, that means I'm doing a good job. I just uh, like, I, I love just, you could, you could have said anything in happy's. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. He is just, he's so darn lovable. He's a little stupid, but he's just really lovable. And, and uh, yeah, anyway. And when he talks about um, the humans in HR are our biggest vulnerability, I just, I love how he's like so focused on the security that he doesn't even understand how ridiculous that sounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> I enjoy that as well. And um, we see Aldrich Killian enter the frame. And I put down, reminds me of Pierce Brosnan from Mrs. Doubtfire here. Like the way he talks, I guess. He reminds me of like Miranda Hillard. It just, it's, I don't know. Gave me a, yeah, it gave me, um, yeah, I don't know. And so he goes into his detail of his idea of extremists. He's pitching it to Pepper Potts. Which, uh, extremist like it's so close to being extremist that like oh like you might be the bad guy if your company oh is that. did like, you just so... put that together did you just put that together here no oh okay cool sorry i thought you just had that realization i almost freaked out oh no but no, that's still no, hilarious. it's so just staring you right in the face like it just i don't know like if i'm if i'm a bad guy i'm not gonna name my company kill people <laughs> I know. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name my company like pollute everything and kill superheroes. Like, it's just. Ah, uh, I don't know. Come on, bad guys, do better. Do better. And this is. It's funny because I feel like the bad guys get a lot better in the MCU, but very early mm-hmm. on, they, they, that was a big critique for Marvel in the beginning. I'm, I'm trying to think who besides. I think Obadiah was a good one, and I think Loki was a great one. Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. I'm, I'm no, said, no, no. I'm thinking of who, who besides those two have been good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like Whiplash. I think was, eh, you know. I, sorry, Emmy. Uh, I think Whiplash was good. Eh. Eh. I, uh, I thought you were naming what wasn't good. Sorry, That's why no, I no, said no. Whiplash just no, for no. clarity for everybody. I did not think he was a good villain. <laughs> Whiplash was not good. Uh, the Abomination was not good. Who else? I think that you guys are listing these. Oh, Red Skull even was a little disappointing. I would say who Red Skull. Yeah, he was disappointing because they did not do him justice. Agreed. You just cut me off. Sorry, Amy. That's okay. <laughs> no, I would say Anyway, I wanted to say... <laughs> I, I, Amy, I'm so sorry. I said I quit. Iron Man 3, I'm done. <laughs> no, sorry, Amy. No, I would but say... But no, Red Skull was- wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Whiplash was a good villain, but he wasn't on screen long enough. I think that you guys are are mistaking good villain for did they get the ending that they deserved that you guys are one-offing like i need character not building. good because they're one-offs i need character building gotcha okay that makes that's, sense. that's that's why I, that's what will label a bad bad guy for me okay so and yeah bad, bad definitely guy. a bad bad speaking bad, bad. of lack of character building aldrich killian is here to pitch his idea of extremists to pepper pots and uh, I love that he shows her the galaxy and she's like, and he, he goes, oh, no, no, no. I need to show you my brain. My bad. <laughs> he pulls up his brain. And my notes here says, 
I can show you my brain oh my because God. he literally takes her hand on the table and it's literally like Aladdin reaching out to Jasmine and like, do you trust me? It's so cringe. It's so stupid. I did not enjoy it at all. And there he in- rolls out his three iron testicles to show her his brain. <laughs> no, go ahead. Pinch my arm. I'll prove it to you that it's my brain, even though you could press a button and make it go red, right? You know, like, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was, it was. It was a, hokey. It was definitely a pitch. Like, he had prepared this. He did, and it just was, ugh, I didn't enjoy it. He was trying to get in Peppa's pants. Peppa's pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Peppa Pig. I was just going to say that. I was thinking it too. I'm so glad Clinton yeah. said it. I, I was hovering over it. I knew as soon as he said not to be confused, I'm like, all right, get over that button. But no, it was just, okay, cool. Um, the idea of extremists is cool. And then, you know, our mind, our entire DNA is destined to be upgraded, Miranda Hillard. And Miranda Hillard goes, you know, uh, you know, oh, and then, sorry, that's when uh, Happy Hogan calls Tony and he goes, Hey, there's a rich guy, handsome, Aldrich Killian. We met him before. He's showing him his big brain. And he goes, what? His big brain? He's like, I don't answers, know. I don't know. They're shifty. They're shifty. He answers the, yeah, he answers the phone, too. And you can only see he answers the phone like anybody's parents answer a FaceTime. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. And he says, is this the forehead of security? And I, that line is gold. That line is absolutely wonderful. He tries to get him to turn it around, too. And he's he can't. Like, He's like, flip the screen. He's like, can you see it? And still showing his face. He's like, I, I can see if you're letting me see your face. Yes, I can see it, but I can't see that. And he goes, well, just look. Like, he's like, I, I still see you. And he goes, I, I flip the screen. I, I can't flip the screen. Like he just gets so flustered. He gets so mad about it. And, it's, and then they get in this like personal discussion. He's like, you're off with the super friends and things yeah. are getting weird. <laughs> This, it is very much like a conversation, a FaceTime conversation with my parents. I'm just going to say it again. Happy Hogan. Gold. I, uh-huh. I, I, this scene was adorable. He's really trying to help. He's really trying to get Tony's involvement. I thought it was really cute. I also thought it was really just funny, hilarious. Two good friends. But, you know, he's like, you know how many people laughed at me when they found out I was the you know security for Iron Man? You know, like he, I had to get a real job. And I, I just was, I thought that was great. Was this a dig at DC? What do you mean? What, yeah, what part specifically? You're off with the Super Friends. The Super Friends were Superman and Batman and Flash and Aquaman. Ooh, and- may have been. I hope it is. Yeah. I hope that was shots fired. Oh, okay. yes. There they are. We're looking at the Super Friends right now. Man, Superman. He is so awesome with his underwear on the outside. <sighs> if we could all. Uh, just- Captain America used to do that for a while, too. No, he did not. In the comics, yes, he did. He never wore his underwear on the outside. Yes, he did. And it was a big deal when he switched from uh, briefs to boxers. Nope, that was Quail. Still wearing them on the outside. That was Quail Man from Doug. That was not Captain America. If you <laughs> All got, right. What, if anyone gets that reference. It wouldn't look right with me. I would. It would be boxer briefs on the outside of my pants. That'd look even weirder. I think that's what... Boxer Captain briefs? America, I think he did boxer briefs for a minute. Not just whitey tidies. No, obviously not whitey tidies. He did. He did have white, not whitey tidies, but they were like blue. But you could see them on the outside. I swear, I'm not making this up. Either I had a really weird dream where I watched a video about this, or can you, I'm right. Can you find that, Amy? Because I don't. Do you remember Captain America wearing underwear on the outside? No, I don't either. Anyway, that's all for MCU and review. I could only wish. <laughs> 
I don't remember it at all, Emmy. Um, so Emmy's going to work on, uh, that's going to be an awkward Google search, uh, Captain America underwear on the outside. Underwear. Enjoy- <laughs> on the outside. So we'll let her get to that, and we will go back to this. Hey, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, Clinton. What's that under there? <laughs> underwear. Oh. <laughs> okay, anyway. Got him. <laughs> he got me, guys. Um, so anyway, we see Pepper turn down Aldrich Killian due to his extremist work. Smart move. Yeah. Seems a little maniacal. Seems a little creepy. Okay. And the word extremist. I mean, I think that maybe is a good sign too. Uh, Pepper pulls up to Tony's house to find the most wonderful Christmas gift waiting for her. Uh, a wonderful bunny. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. It's a custom bunny. It's, it's a, uh, the top half is heavier than the bottom half. I'll let you put your imagination to work boys and girls. Um, that's all I can really say. I think those are hands. Every time I watch this, I think they're boobies too, but they're not. I think they're hands. No. I think it's supposed to be the hands. No, no, I just made there. Then it doesn't have arms. No, it doesn't, but it has two tatas. Tatas. Looks very Dolly Parton-y. <laughs> it's the Dolly Parton of bunnies, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, as soon as she walks in, he goes, do you like the custom rabbit? And he's a jerk here. I put down in my notes, Tony is a jerk here. And he's just literally because I think he has the Mark 42 armor that he's like basically trying to spend his time like, okay, I'll just, you know, well, it's kind of a stupid thing to do. Why wouldn't you have your armor working on your stuff downstairs and just have you in person and you can just have your heads thing on? <laughs> I don't, it felt weird. It felt just, I don't know. And he's manic. He's not in the right frame of mind, I guess, but he felt like a jerk here. I didn't, I don't know. He was doing pull-ups. It's not like he was doing anything that like was important. Like he was doing pull-ups. Oh, I hated that part. I also, I don't get the bunny. Like maybe, maybe I'm just not that kind of girl, but like stuffed animals to me just, yeah, like that's just taking up stuff. Uh, okay, I don't mind if stuffed animals are like, you know, to he, he, there's a bigger thing, but that's like a, what is it, like a huge, like Hulk-sized like bunny? Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's bigger than the Hulk. It could it could beat up the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry um, that Tony's mental health doesn't fit in y'all's boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Sorry he's struggling and he's not normal Tony. It's not even mental health. It's just bad. Sorry he has PTSD. It's bad writing is what it is. Sorry he almost exploded with a spaceship (laughs) with no oxygen. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just skip over that one. (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to avoid touching that one. Uh, But it's just, it's really, and then like Tony kind of comes to his senses after being a complete jerk. He's like, I admit it. My fault. I'm a piping hot mess. Pep. You experience things, and then they're over, and you can't explain them. Gods, aliens, honey, I can't sleep. You go to bed, I come down here, I tinker. A threat is imminent, I have to protect the one thing I care about, and that's you. The suits, they're a part of me. So I I like that he got a little real here. However, it seemed like he had learned what to say in order to get her to like him again. Like it, it almost didn't seem like he was being real for real sake. And I, maybe this is bad writing. Maybe it was just me feeling that, but like, it didn't feel like he was being real for the right reasons. And also I would like to say that there've been two men in this movie already who have tried to manipulate Pepper Potts. Um, and she did not let Killian. But I, I think can she, show you my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. He really did try to manipulate her. And I love that she was strong enough to say no, 
but I, I didn't love that she was so easy to forgive. I don't feel like it was manipulating him, her at all, because I think this is the first time he's admitted what he's feeling. Okay. And I think that just the writing then maybe he didn't portray it. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, I totally understand what you're saying because he quickly comes back with that, but he's been dealing with it and maybe he's coming off his manic episode Mm -hmm. and is like, Hey, this is why I'm being, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an anxious mess kind of deal. Like my, it's the first time he's admitted to anyone that he's feeling this way. My fiance mm-hmm. watched that part and she thought the same thing. I mean, she was like, uh, he's manipulated. You know, he's learned. Okay. She just felt more. It was insincere. I guess she felt like mm-hmm. it was very, and me, I, I think kind of like Clinton, I felt like, I, I feel like it was just more of a, uh, this is just what I'm dealing with right now. Holy crap. But this <laughs> isn't, and that's my thing here. This isn't about her. Oh, we know but this part he isn't it about, about her. I know he makes it about him and that's what she had a problem with. Honestly, no, but, but I, I think it is about him. Yeah, he was a jerk. I get that. But he's dealing with something he's not brought to light. And now he brings it to light. I don't think he was trying to turn it around to be a, like, you know what I mean? Like to yeah. manipulate her, make her feel bad. I think it's just right. he's finally he don't admit things, period. He's a cocky guy. He don't open up like that. And, he, and you got to think before him and Pepper haven't been together long. Mm hmm. He's learning how to yeah. do this relationship. He's learning. He's never been one to open up to women or mm-hmm. anyone. You know really. what I'm Show that side of him. You know what I mean? Right. I think we see the character really... progress. I still think we're seeing that character progress. I completely agree, Clinton. Sorry, Amy. No, that's okay. I, I, I think that's a really good point. However, he does have to apologize again later after. Fair. That's fair. And uh, I feel like that one was more sincere, I guess. is Maybe that's. Watching it over again, knowing what's coming, maybe that's what made this and, not seem genuine. And you get you get the first hint here for Ultron. Yes, a little bit. I have to protect the one thing I care the, about the most, Pepper. Oh yeah, Pepper, say. and and he's hung up on protecting the world. And he says, this like that's why he's working day and night to try to. And you make can, sure and you can't explain them. Gods, aliens. He is. You know what I mean. He he's definitely thinking something else. Hey, we're we're recording here. Sorry. <laughs> Tell him to stop. Text. I'm just fine. <laughs> so now, um, so um, Pepper believes him, and that's all that matters. And I really love that they're really like environmentally friendly in this movie. Uh, she encourages saving water, so they shower together. So that's really really cool. Um, wonderful, wonderful job. Um, so, and then we see a flashback to New York, the wormhole, and this is him dreaming after the shower um i guess i'm assuming and uh he's uh laying there and then all of a sudden we see the suit nearly attack pepper after pepper's trying to wake him up and kind of because he's just clenching his pillow kind of freaking out and i think this is something i this was hard for me to understand but i guess in the heat of the moment it's easy for me to be on the outside but i didn't think pepper being mad here i i thought he had think, no control over this situation. Zero. Mm-hmm. And I know it's scary, but I'm going to sleep downstairs, tinker with that. It, really? I just, yeah. Like I think it, the flipped, the script is flipped here. Yeah. Like she's I, being a little much and mm-hmm. insincere. Yeah. Like she's like, Oh, how dare he, this suit, like he handled it. And like it, he didn't mean for that to happen. And, and he's just crying here. He's like visibly emotional. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he even says, that's not supposed to happen. That was not supposed to, ha-. you know what I mean? Like it just, it I, really, that scene really irked me because I feel like she was being a bit of a drama queen. I feel like the line tinker with that is the worst writing in this movie. Mm. I just like, 
you're in a relationship with this guy, obviously he's hurting and you just heard him out like moments ago. Well, probably, I mean, obviously the movie, it's not moments ago, but like in the movie, you know, the scene before this, you were like, I get it. I understand. And then for you to be like, I don't understand anymore because your armor touched me. These scenes are back to back. Yeah. Very good point. Yes, I completely agree, guys. And so then we cut to Happy, who's attempting to find out who the extremist creeps are. That's what I wrote. I'm sorry. And we see them um, huff something. I don't know. And all of a sudden, help me. And he turns into this orange glowy thing and it explodes. And then Happy. I think they should have had the fire inside by Bob Seger playing right here. That would have been good. I would. And then nobody. (laughs) But going into it, night moves. Just him walking around. Night moves. Um, <laughs> I had a question. Fire inside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's try to get us back on track. I did have a question here. Oh, Was we all do. Dude? We all do. I'm sorry, because keep going at me. But I have questions too. What you got? <laughs> I've got answers for this scene specifically. Was that dude trying to blow up the Chinese theater? Like, did he give that stuff to that guy, knowing that that's what was going to happen? No clue. No clue. I have no idea. Clinton, you have all the answers. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) I think that was the goal. Okay. I think they're just... You said that with zero confidence, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I put together, but I could be wrong. Because it's hit or miss with this extremist stuff. Like, some people's bodies take, some don't. Yeah, that's where I was confused, and I didn't. I I just didn't get this part, and I put so little notes for such a it's supposed to be, I guess, a big moment. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. But happy, there's an explosion. Happy's very hurt, confusion, and I even put there's walkers now in the MCU, and I love that he walks away from the scene like he's got like holes in his like suit and everything, and they're tattered and everything. He just walks away, and <laughs> and everyone's just chill. Like it was like I don't know. It just felt lazy. Speaking of chill, Happy has zero chill. Like that guy is like, hey, dude. And he's like, show's over with for you and your junkie girlfriend. And it was like, Happy, just say hi. And like, you don't have to bust him right here, right now. Like this is, this was, I don't know. He just had zero chill. He had no, no answers. Just going into it real hot. And this is when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Nobody watches Avatar, do they? No, I don't. I know the I know the reference. I've seen it on memes and stuff, but yeah. Never mind. You need a wah wah wah. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. Oh, that's on my other that air. Dang it! (laughs) I'm done. I'm sorry. I've messed up three times. I'm done. I am done. Quality content. Um, I liked the scene. (laughs) I liked the scene because it made it personal again. I think that um, Stark is still upset about Phil Coulson. And so the fact that now Happy is hurt, it made it personal again. It made it personal again. And yeah, I mean that's you're welcome. I just he's made, coming for revenge. In a world where Iron Man sleeps and has dreams, comes tinker with that. <laughs> it's just okay. Anyway, so we cut back to the Mandarin and true story about fortune cookies. 
They look Chinese, they sound Chinese, but they're actually an American invention. And I guess that should be true. They're hollow, full of lies, and leave a bad taste in the mouth. And, oh, and that Chinese theater, I, I, I did that. <laughs> and it's just, I love it. I, I love how maniacal being Ben King's, I, I really wish they would have done something more with this guy. You'll never see me coming. I, I just love him. I love him. I love him. I'm sorry. I'm done. It was, it was really good. I, I, I agree. Like he, had he been the bad guy, he did, he played that part really well. He was really good at being bad. Yep. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to pay this off in Shang-Chi. I think they're going to reference people mimicking that moniker. They better. They better. I think they will. I hope And so. if they so. do that, I think that'll remedy this whole issue. Did you see the one? I still won't like Iron Man 3, though. Well, I know. I know. But I'm saying that whole issue people had, this, that was the biggest issue people had. Did you see the one shot with Ben Kingsley? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. They do uh, one-shot specials on the Blu-rays where they they did one with Phil Coulson. If you've never seen it, I'll send you the YouTube link. I'll even post it on our Twitter. It's really, really good. Phil Coulson's a badass. That's all I'm going to say. But they did one where they they basically, Ben Kingsley's in jail. And some guy comes up to him and says, you mocked the Mandarin. You used the Mandarin name. Well, now he's coming for you. And they basically kill Ben Kingsley in jail. Yes, 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 yes. They released that later, didn't they? Yes, they did. Probably because people yes. were pissed. Yeah, they did. I think it was the Thor to the Dark World Blu-ray, I think. Um, but, but if yeah. I, you know, as smart as Marvel has been with these movies and connecting them as we're rewatching them oh, and know yeah. what happens later, I think they planned it. They just needed to release something like that to ease people's minds on, because they probably had Shang-Chi planned. This was the first, I thought, misstep by Marvel was uh, the Mandarin in this movie. Because I think even the movies I didn't love as much as others, I never felt like it was a misstep. This was the, I think, maybe the first and only misstep. Eh, no, Thor of the Dark World. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like... Captain America, the first one. Woo-hoo! Those are fighting <laughs> words, sir. No. I'm just kidding. I, but no, like, even then, like, Incredible Hulk. It's not my favorite movie, but I never felt like it was a misstep. I felt like this was just a weird, I don't know. Because I, uh, anyway, I'm done. I'm done. And, uh, like, he he says the Mandarin does say, "Don't worry, the big one is coming. Your graduation," and cuts away. And really, really intense. My mama called, see me on TV. No, nobody. All right. Ooh, mama, I've been fearful my life from the long. I was singing graduation. Hangman is coming, uh, sorry, coming down. down from the gallows and it won't be very long. For people that can't see, <laughs> I'm just I'm just watching this happen, helpless. Oh, mama, I'm <laughs> and face palming. <laughs> you can hear her through her face palm. Anyway, um, and then uh, I don't even know who put this quote. I never even wrote the who wrote this down. Usually, I try to cite who said this, but it says, "Mr. Stark, when is somebody going to kill this guy?" Oh, it's a reporter. It's a reporter. It's a reporter. Okay, yeah. It's a reporter. Yeah. Is it a yeah. reporter? It's a reporter. Confirmed. Reporter. April O'Neil, I think. April O'Neil. Oh. Anyway, Tony says <laughs> it's good old fashioned revenge. He gives his address, which I looked up. It is thirty four hours away from Knoxville. Um, I thought that maybe there was something cool to do with the numbers, but there wasn't. Emmy, and maybe Emmy, I just couldn't find it. Emmy, just close your eyes and imagine we were on a road trip to go see Tony Stark. I just just imagine. 
I would, I would love that. <laughs> um, however, <laughs> in this, in this long Google pause, Malibu point, um, is a beach. It is not, there's no house there. Um, the house that, well, the yeah, outside. I got destroyed. Emmy. Duh. <laughs> I thought, I thought the address was, uh, uh, 42 Wallaby way, Sydney. That, that was, was it. That was it. Definitely not. confirmed. Wallaby way for sure. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Ooh, mama, I'm <laughs> All right. I thought Tony sold this well right here. I did, too. I liked it. When he was, he saw, first yeah. he saw Happy in the hospital. Yep. And Happy looks rough. They should rename him to Sadie. Oh my gosh! I don't even want to give you a benumpsuit. That was bad. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, (laughs) but Um, but I think his emo—you see his emotion here—and he's like snaps. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler was like, "This is so stupid. Why would he give his address?" I was like, "He has been dealing with a lot of emotions anyway, and this was the the thing that made him snap, and he was just pissed off." Yep. Yeah. And he says, is that what you want? Here's a little holiday greeting that I've wanted to send to the Mandarin. My name's Tony Stark. And then he tells him his address. And I'm not afraid of you. I'm not a coward. There's no Pentagon. I'm not, uh, I'm collecting the body. Here's my home address. Here's my home address. Excuse me. And it's pretty intense. Like there's no Pentagon. There's no governments here. It's just you and me. Um, wow. And I thought Emmy would have loved this next scene because there was a map breakdown. He is, he's in his home and he's breaking down a map and he's looking at the crime scene and, you know, thank goodness Happy was pointing towards something uh, really cool because that, that's, yeah, he figured it all out through where he was pointing. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't hate it, honestly. I mean, it was a little contrived. It was a little, I don't know, but I didn't hate it. My dog wants to be on the podcast really bad. I'm so sorry if you guys can hear him. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah. And then we see the missiles are... Uh, no, no, no. We're actually, skipping a lot of stuff on no, this. No, 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 no. Never mind. Jarvis starts talking about, hey, we can map it to Rose Hill, Tennessee. This is all, you know, there's a soldier there that was a part of the extremists or or appears to be part of it. Eh, okay. Rose Hill is the wrong place on the map of Tennessee. Rose Hill is north of Knoxville, and they put it over there by, like, north of Memphis. It's the wrong place. I was just happy we got a shout out. That is That is nice. That is, yeah. Yeah ungrateful swans <laughs> I would like it if they got it pretty accurate I I just thought it's it's just I, I honestly this whole part I was like okay all right let's get to it all right come on and, and they filmed all the Tennessee parts in North Carolina anyway like they what? didn't even film it here oh, oh come on get out of here use that against them I, I they, will they film everything in Atlanta Georgia and say it's in yeah. Budapest. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I should have let you see where you would have gone. I sh- I'm disappointed <laughs> I interrupted you. But <laughs> like Sadville. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then so it, it cuts to uh, Maya. Is her last name Hanson? Hanson, yeah. Okay, cool. And I love that she walks in and this is awkward. This is weird. And he goes, please tell me there's not a 12-year-old kid in the car waiting on me. And I love that she responded, he's 13. Uh, and like he goes, <gasps> it was a little cheesy, a little hokey what his response was, but I thought it was really, really funny. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 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 then Pepper is throwing down bags and everything. She's upset. She's angry. Understandable. You just gave a home address to some weird, creepy dude. Weird. Weird is an understatement. He is a 
He's a terrorist. <laughs> He's a terrorist. And the first thing that Tony talks about is it's a big bunny. Relax about it. Like he's trying to defend the bunny. He's still not okay. He doesn't seem like he's really all there. It's weird. You know, he's threatened a terrorist. He's given his home address to more people than just a terrorist. I mean, that's, that's opening the doors to anyone. And he's talking about a bunny and they're arguing. It's a little silly. It's a little weird. And then we see missiles fire at Tony's house and he, po- uh, he puts the suit on. Oh, sorry. I'm going through way too much, but yeah, sorry. What? You, you no, 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 a, you're fine. You skipped a lot. Did I? Cause it felt like I, I think nothing. <laughs> oh, isn't, I don't, isn't, I don't yeah, think this you skipped is, a whole bunch. This is where the Maya uh, girl mm-hmm. shows up. I said yeah. that. I said that earlier. Oh, well, Clinton tunes me out. <laughs> But there's a funny part in it where she says, he's like, I don't have a 12-year-old waiting in the car now. She goes, he, no. He totally says that. He She's, said that earlier. Clinton, are you serious right now? Did I miss that? Clinton, you, you were sitting have. right there. Yes, I even referenced what that joke. The- <laughs> I, I thought you were going to try to go back to the where it, he's like, oh, we're still on Ding Dong. I just gave my address to a terrorist. Like, why Why are we not oh, on security, the security lockdown? Part, yes. where did, I, did I disappear? No, you were still no. here. You were still there. What? Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I think this girl kind of looks like Scarlett Johansson. Really? Her lips, mm. her lips, and the way she talks is really what does it. More so later. Anyway, I don't see that, y'all but... probably talked about that too. <laughs> we did, and we were like, "Her lips totally don't look like Scarlett Johansson." Yeah, we even asked you what you thought about it, and you just stood there. You just went, uh. Yeah, I did not. No, no. <laughs> y'all can. I'm gonna stay out of this podcast. This episode. Um, apparently, you already have. We were talking about. Something. <sighs> we did skip over the point which I wanted to smack Tony right in the face when um, uh, Pepper is like, "We need to get out of here. You just gave our address to a terrorist. We're leaving." And Tony says, "The man says no." Oh, I did not hear Pack. that. Smack, 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 smack. I did not hear that. That's not good. No, there's like little points when you can see his old self come out. And I think that was one. I was so not okay with that. But after the shit hits the fan, he's like, like I said, we can't stay here and tries to take credit for her great idea. I don't know. Just didn't, didn't enjoy the man says no. Yep. And then we see missiles fire on Tony's house and he puts the suit on pepper to protect her as more choppers and missiles are heading in and the building is collapsing and pepper returns the favor by saving Tony. She stands over him while the b- mm-hmm. building is crumbling, uh, more missiles, explosions, um, you know, pepper makes her way out. And once she finds out she's completely clear of the structure, he summons the Mark 42 armor back to him. But it's almost funny because she gets kind of thrown back into the building a little bit. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Be careful. <laughs> kind of was funny to me. I was, I was a little freaking out here. And I love how uh, Jarvis, the suit is not combat ready. And then we see him just do work. We see his brains in action. He's throwing missiles and then hitting explosions with the, the, the blasts. Um, we see a chopper fall from it and we see Tony and his house come crashing into the ocean. I have a question. Yes. So he had to inject himself with microchips, I'm assuming. Yes. To get the armor to go to him. Mm -hmm. Has he been doing that to pepper as well without her knowledge? 
No, he he did the whole whew, 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 to get it on Pepper. Like he used his arm stuff to like shoot it towards her. If that's, I, how, if that's what you're going to. Well, I I guess I still don't understand how the armor found her body. Like how how did they find her arm and her leg, and how did the chess piece know to go to this? Here we go. Point? Here we go again. All right, here's where we try sorry. to explain science fiction to a science <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I just, I'm curious because I feel much. like the answer should be that he has been injecting her with microchips without her knowledge for years. <laughs> Confirmed here on MCU interview. <laughs> okay. Yes. He sorry. secretly hates her. <laughs> I, I i just leave well enough alone sometimes i'm just like hey it's the movie whatever i feel All so right. bad in this scene for the little mechanical arm oh it gives yes. it, they give it personality and then it's like oh yeah sorry and it's gone that really did break my heart and every, really every time after i've watched the avengers i remember this back in the day and re-watching it i'm like after any movie after the Avengers that they face a threat, I'm like, why don't they just call the Avengers back together? Why don't they call their friends to come help? Yeah. I have that problem going forward with any of the movies. Really? See me, I I kind of just disconnect a little bit. And it's easy. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, but, but I can see why people would think that though. You know, to me, I'm just like, no, this, this is up for Tony to figure out. And I'm sure Caps are like watching Tony on the news being like, you idiot. <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Thor's out in space and Hulk's trying not to freak out. Actually, Hulk, yeah, no, at this time, he's probably hanging out with the Avengers and friends too. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm trying to think of where they will all be at that point. Hawkeye's on the ranch with his family, just being like, I didn't get enough screen time in the first Avengers. That was dumb. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. They hawkeyed, they hawkeyed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do like to think that Hawkeye is out there pouting. Yeah. <laughs> you, up and, uh, did you say scrub a dub dub? <laughs> no. <laughs> scrub a dub dub, Hawkeye. Time to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> got them scrubbing arrows <laughs> who needs scrubbing bubbles when you have scrubbing arrows scrubbing bubbles or scrubbing arrows the hawkeye story scrubbing bubbles <laughs> coming to a theater near you rated g uh, so i don't know i'm tired guys and then we see pepper look over after all the destruction and the rubble and the craziness and just tony and I'm like, I don't think he can hear you. He's underwater. So. It was so delayed, too. She walks out. She runs in <laughs> to the edge of the cliff, and there's like three seconds, and then she yells Tony. Like, yeah. She didn't run in yelling Tony. She got to the edge and realized he wasn't anywhere around and then yelled Tony. Yeah. That's... Because <laughs> what did we learn last episode? Metal doesn't float. <laughs> it gets pinned down. I love. Yeah, that. he did get pinned down. I love that MCU has a continuity, and we have a continuity as well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did we learn last episode? Um, it, it, I did. I did think this was really cool, though. Jarvis he detaches the ar- uh, the arm from the Iron Man armor. Uh, and the arm, the arm, the arm off him. Hey, we do have an Irish listener. So, Hey, how are you doing, sir? Uh, or ma'am. Hey, don't sorry. Worry. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. <laughs> sorry for Clinton here. <laughs> and like, he pulls him out from underneath the rubble. And I thought that was a really, really cool scene. And then Tony's flight power is restored and he was, he is launched to Tennessee y'all before we go to Tennessee. Yeah! Devil went down to Tennessee trying to get himself an nope, armor nope, to steal. Nope, nope. He I was in a bind. That. He had a mandarin ready to go at him. 
Oh my goodness. Um, I will say I liked here. This is one of my points when the science matches that the arm, like he said, take a deep breath because once that arm comes off, then water is going to get into the Iron Man suit. And they showed that. So this is where the science pays off and I like it. And I just wanted to point that out to you guys so that you guys would stop giving me so much shit. You're still trying to make science make sense in a science fiction universe. They are making science make sense in a science fiction universe. Oh I, my gosh. Whatever. Whatever. Continue. We're in Tennessee. Yeehaw. Boot scootin' boogie. I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be more enthusiastic at the yeehaw part. Boot, boot scootin' boogie part, I felt a little bit, but not the yeehaw. You're like, we're in Tennessee. Yeehaw. Boot scootin' boogie. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Way downtown. Right. Not Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where'd, Where'd you get you your from? Iron Man armor? Go? Where'd you get it? Cotton Eye, Tony. So, yeah, they all start going to Tennessee and everything. And uh, Tony reacts as anyone would when he wakes up in Tennessee. He freaks out. <laughs> from this moment forward, I will not hide my accent anymore. Yes. I know I already hiding ha- your accent? <laughs> it's worse than I do on here. I promise. <laughs> if it's not known to any of our listeners, we are all in Tennessee currently. <laughs> yes, we all live in Tennessee and our our accents vary accordingly. We don't all sound like we're from Tennessee, but it's still Yeah, they're saying I'm the ignorant one, just so everyone knows. <laughs> But I said it all. Maybe I have a complex. I don't know. I think you have a complex. It's okay though. I love you. I went to I went to college in Ohio and somehow I lived in Tennessee for eighteen years and then went to college for four years in Ohio and picked up the Ohio Ohio accent. Oh, I'm so smart. I went to college in a non dumb state and I'm smarter now and I don't even have the people from Ohio. I'm better than you guys. That's what you just said. No. Have you met some of the people in Ohio? They're also I was based in Ohio for two years or for two months when I was a flight attendant. That's a big difference. Oh. Two years and two months. <laughs> you like two years. Uh, I mean, Dayton. I mean, okay. I know Dayton. Hey, There's got- a really awesome gay bar there called Mask, I believe. Yes. Yes. I, got I know Dayton too. I've been with my partner for two years. <laughs> I know Dayton too. I've been with my fiance for seven plus. <laughs> I, got a, I got a joke for you guys. What what city is in between Dayton, Ohio, and Marion, Ohio? F- fiance in Kentucky. In- engagement, Ohio. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh god, that was bad. I didn't even get a badum ching, did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you you did not. No, oh, I gave one. You'll hear it in post, oh. I guess. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was there for sure. Um yeah, well, uh, I, I really think this this scene when he gets to Tennessee, it really represents all of Tennessee. It's really accurate as three people There's that live snow. in Tennessee. There's snow in Tennessee, which is often. We always have snow in the wintertime. No, 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 never. Mm-hmm. Never. I don't remember the last time I saw snow. We uh, frequently ice skate on the little ponds that freeze over during the winter. <laughs> <laughs> you would die. I'm serious. You guys are being so sarcastic. I think that people need an accurate picture of Tennessee. And it is, there's this, never, there's well, never. Well, by seen. God, if I ain't the most accurate <laughs> representation y'all done seen, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, I mean, the big lump of dip in your nose. Just kidding. I don't dip. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Miss me with that dip shit. When I dip, you dip, we dip. So, oh yeah, goodness. salt and pepper is here. You know what dip is good? Fun dip. And cheese dip. 
Jeez. <laughs> Skinny dip. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so we're in Tennessee. Ro- and Rose Hill, Tony. Tennessee. Huh? We are in Rose Hill, Tennessee, I believe. And yes, which is north of Knoxville. I'm going to use my real Tennessee accent for the rest. I've been using a fake accent for the first uh, six episodes of this podcast. Actually, seven if you want to count Avengers as a part one and a part two. Chewy, boy. Chewy, but we're going to have a here's here's episode uh, eight for you. Uh, Jarvis says, hey, I got 5% battery life. And like he's like, Jarvis, Jarvis, don't leave me, buddy. Because he's afraid that his old <laughs> robot tinkerer is going to leave him. And he can't tinker with nothing if he's dead. We're going to have to have a translation if you keep talking like that. <laughs> Anyway, Toady reaches out to Pepper, and he's like, hey, Pepper, I'm okay. Girl, I miss you. I miss you. It's cold here. It ain't the same without your love and touch, Pepper. I just wish you would hold me at night. And then he breaks into a basement, because that's what Tennesseans do, too. We leave our basements unlocked or with a padlock. You can come in anytime, y'all. We got a great potato gun waiting for you. Wait, wait, I think it was a garage. Oh, I'm sorry. We all think it's something different. You thought it was a basement. You thought it was a barn. I thought it was a garage. I guess well, barn slash garage. Also, I thought. Oh, okay. It was very side with sad. him. You're completely wrong, and you say a barn, and then you're going to be like, no, slash garage. You can't say. Okay, my bad. It's a basement slash barn slash garage. It's a de- It's detached from the house. It is detached because I'm detached from this movie. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's not good. I thought it was. I thought it was real sad when um, uh, he said, "Jarvis, don't leave me, buddy." Yeah, it was really sad. Like he was like, like he's gonna be all alone, like literally all alone. Sad. It was sad. Anyway, we're back now in the basement or the garage or the carport, whatever you want to call it, and we're introduced to Harley because we all name our kids off of bicycles here in the South. So hey, Harley is not a bicycle. Harley is a motorcycle. You skipped over. Oh, I skipped over two. What? Where it's Iron Man and. Tony starts sitting on the couch together. I absolutely loved that part where they're just like both just kind of like defeated, just looking like, at the camera, just like defeated. Like, like, like there's like, what do we do? What do we do next? Like if, it's cute. like if this is F, this is not good. Yeah. And then, um, Harley realizes he's talking to the Iron Man, yet he has a newspaper with his face in the front cover of it, but he has to be told that he is Iron Man before he realizes, oh, this is why I'm holding a newspaper. They think, right? you're, they think you're dead. Well, that explosion, didn't that happen like in the evening time, and then it's nighttime in Tennessee, and all of a sudden there's a newspaper out with Tony's face on it, and he's dead? Like that's a, that's 33 pretty- hours driving from Malibu to Rose Hill. Not flying in an Iron Man suit. I've seen him go to Kuwait in a much quicker time than that. And then the boot scooting boogie, he was there. Anyway, so <laughs> beating a dead horse, Brandon. You're beating a dead horse. I agree with that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I really like using a southern accent. It's really nice. Um anyway. bring it bring it in in intervals. Okay. So then we see <laughs> that Harley has a really emotional moment with his father. And he goes, My dad went to go get scratchers, and I guess he won because that was six years ago. What? I forgot this part was in the movie, and I was like, oh, shit. And Tony immediately goes, well, that happens, Dad. Leave all the time. No need to be a pussy about it. Oh! <laughs> what? Yeah. That's a burn. Okay. You're trying to say I was. 
I'm trying to side with Tony here, but then I watched that. And I'm like, that's a douchey thing to say. And I'm coming from a guy who his dad left him. And, you know, it's like, I remember taking that personal when I heard that. I was like, you know what? That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just rude. Yeah. I, I, I know there's being funny. And I didn't expect the P word to be dropped in a Marvel movie. And for, yeah. and to the first time it be used for like a child. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's not okay. I just didn't think that was okay. And I remember the theater laughing when that scene happened. Um, there was a couple gasps, but there was mostly laughter and i remember thinking i'm not I, I i'm not a fan of that i did not care for that so yeah still shows tony is very insensitive yes it just i don't know didn't really sit well with me i you could have very easily used the word pansy like that could have or it could just very well not have happened at all it just felt yeah. terrible i didn't like it um and so there um then we cut back there's a lot of cuts backs but cutbacks from forth uh they're clearing the wreckage and pepper finds the helmet really, you know, perfect. It's got a little beeper on it. Beep, beep. And just like Pepper, she gravitated towards beeping. She doesn't ever get away from it. So she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to lift this and put this on my head. And um, it's revealed that uh, Aldrich is, oh, no, no, no. And then like Tony, or it's like, hey, I'm fine, Pepper. I just got to go figure some things out, basically. I liked this scene because whenever Pepper gets home and, um, Tony's doing pull-ups in the basement and he's like, why don't you give me a little kiss on the, on the mask? She's like, absolutely not. Why don't you lift it up and I'll kiss you on your actual mouth. But in this scene, like she, she doesn't want to kiss the suit until it's all that she has left. And like, mm. she puts it up next to her face and it's like a sweet moment of, I don't know. I, I, I liked that. I like, like that. Like parallel the forehead, she, forehead kind of where she, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, like Iron Man two with the, the, the employee from hammer. Who's like, can you try to put that helmet on? And he puts it clank. <laughs> I mean, kind of, <laughs> but it was just a sweet, no, like is, she doesn't, is. she doesn't like the suit until yes. it's all she has left to Tony. And then she's like, I, I miss it. I guess right. if it was beeping, my first instinct would have been explosion. Yeah. I would not have true. put it on my head. I wouldn't have been like, Oh, this is beeping. Let me. Yeah. Cause Tony has a lot of self-destruct buttons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, good, good, good on pepper for being smarter than me. Um, oh, by the way, um, he, uh, Harley, I want to go back. He did have a loaded potato gun, uh, and he shot it and it was a pretty intense potato gun. I just want to give Harley credit for that. And then I think he also talks about, Hey, you should add retro reflective panels, which is also mentioned in the first Avengers when they use that for the helicarrier. Mm -hmm. So he says, you should use that so you can go stealth in the Iron Man suit. And Tony even goes, huh? Never thought about that. That's a good idea. So oh, really catch that. I think there's a lot of little cool winks and nods. If you're really paying attention to that, I, I just enjoyed that a lot. So um, it's a revealed that Aldrich is working for the Mandarin. He's working for the Mandarin. And then I said, or so we think Mandarin makes his way inside. You know, he's like, you know, the master's here or something like that. And he goes, well, then what are we waiting for? Um, so yeah. And then we see, and these actually sold out. I remember this cause it was like an internet phenomena. Like these Dora the Explorer watches. We see it cut back to Tony saying, hey, I knew you, you said when you had a watch, you know, and he goes, it's my little sister's. What do you think? Well, where's the little sister at? Is she okay? That's what I'm concerned about. Maybe she, I don't know. I was freaking out. But those limited edition Dora watches really did sell out because of this movie. I remember after Iron Man 3, everyone snatched those up. It, yeah. It was absolutely crazy. If that doesn't tell you the popularity of Robert Downey Jr. slash Tony Stark, I don't know what does. 
And Tony reminds Harley to social distance because he was like getting close to him. He's like, give me some space, kid. <laughs> so good social distancing by Tony and Harley. Six feet. And then we see a scene where the explosion occurred. Six dead, five shadows. The soul's going into heaven except the bomb guy because he went to hell so he didn't get a shadow. And you know what this crater reminds me of? You know that giant wormhole in New York? Does it remind you? And Tony immediately goes, that's manipulative. And he goes, are they coming back, the aliens? I, I, I don't know. Do you have medication? Do you have PTSD? I can stop. Do you want ah! me to stop? Yeah. yeah. Just keeps going with the questioning, and I loved it because that's how kids are. Like, that that's, is Yeah, so I was going to say, that's how kids are. I This was very true, and he even has another nervous breakdown at this point. And Hardly tells, um, you know, he basically is like, okay. And he's like, oh, okay. He kind of wilts a little bit. And then Harley gives him some information about where Mrs. Davis is located. Apparently she's at the bar every night. Uh, it was, <laughs> he's like, cause if Harley knows where Mrs. Da- and everyone in Tennessee knows where everyone's at, that's another true story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the way Tony dresses, true. they always portray us like that. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it's not wrong. The camo hat, the vest, it's not, I, the dad population, like the dad age group, I feel like it's not wrong. Maybe our age group dresses a little bit differently, but I feel like the 50s, 60s age group, I see a lot of camo hats, a lot of camo hats. I just wish he would have walked in the bar and gone, ma'am, and like tipped his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed that a lot because it was pretty, pretty much. I should have done that because Tony would do some shit like that. Right. I would have mm-hmm. laughed out loud at that part because that's him being funny while, you know, it would have played tongue in cheek to what was going on, I thought. So anyway, um, yeah, we are now in the bar uh, and Rose Hill's finest are enjoying a drink and Tony confronts Mrs. Davis. And this was weird because apparently she was waiting for somebody and it was perfectly timed that Tony sat across from her and she hands the folder full of her son's information. This was hard for me to follow. I'm not going to lie. I, I was, it was, yeah, I think the biggest issue was that the person that she was waiting for left the bar. Mm, when, mm-hmm. Yeah. When yes. Tony went in, he saw her and then she comes back to the bar I, it was just it was a weird scene nothing made it probably sense. had an outhouse <laughs> probably had to take a piss if you need uh glasses in a sun or no if you need a flashlight and boots to go to the bathroom in rose hill tennessee you might be ready <laughs> yeah so she was going to the outhouse because she realized i gotta go before i start interrogating so she pissed her orange glowy piss and then came back in and it was i'm assuming since this extremist she had an extreme piss and it was it was pretty interesting so um gosh i need to edit that too <laughs> she just <laughs> never mind <laughs> I love when Clinton cracks himself up before you can say it. I, I feel like I need to hear it. No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I need to hear it now. No, it was just going to be a play on when he said, I'm going to have to edit that out. But I don't know because I can't pick up when y'all are actually going to edit something out when you're not. So usually- I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. You uh. could call it an extremist. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to leave it in there just for that joke because that was really funny. <laughs> and then he's at a, uh, he, uh, he he didn't and, and Tony somehow from this very little bit of information I don't know Tony's smarter than me so I'm not gonna look and plus this part was a little eh. so I was in and out of really I promise you I was just in front of the TV no one around me with my laptop <laughs> and my laptop was on notes so I didn't have any distractions but he goes. 
he didn't kill himself. He didn't kill anyone. Someone used your son as a weapon. And this is okay. Cool. Good catch. And this is where we see creepy extremist orange Walker lady jump Tony and begin like, you know, there's a big fight and the sheriff's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm from Tennessee country accent. Yeah. And she's like, Sorry, Sheriff. I'm with these people. And she's like, well, I'm going I'm I'm to need a little more information than that, <laughs> Tennessee. Anyway, sorry. Did you notice on the file, I caught this the first time and the second time, and it says MIA. And then yeah. later when he turns around, when I first watched this and this time, I'm like, that is AIM mm. on the other side of the page. I caught that. But they, that, I thought that was clever. Oh, that is good. That, that when you see the soldier, you think it's just MIA missing an action. That's what it. I did think. Yes. But that doesn't make sense because you know where he was. He had a bomb and they thought that he had committed suicide. And no, I know, but it wasn't even that. Like it's, it wasn't that it was aim, but you look at the military and yeah. you see MIA and you go, Oh, well, but obviously like he, he wasn't missing an action. They know right, where it was. Yeah. Right. But when you look at it for some reason, that's what your brain does. And you just, or for me, yeah. maybe I'm I'm just dumb, but I just dismissed it. I didn't think much about it. Is that the that, MIA that song sense. too? That's the get high like paper and fly like planes. Is that MIA as well? It is MIA. I love that song. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All I want to do and something and take your money. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's a good song. I my <laughs> biggest issue with this fight is that whoever that actress is that plays the glowy lady is way too sexy. She's smoking. Oh my goodness. Yes. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. She's too sexual throughout this fight. Like the groans and the I don't know. I, I didn't she's, even hear any groans, but she's all hot and bothered. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tony makes a lot of them too. <laughs> she's hot. No, you're not getting a third. <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry. See, I get yeah. pitch when I get she's it. burning from the inside. <gasps> she's her in- loins are on fire. <laughs> Stop! Stop! You're done. You're done. <laughs> she does. She just. I don't know. She like. <gasps> it was the heat of the moment. Oh my goodness! Telling me what your heart wants. I have sung four songs tonight. I think four or five already. It's, it's, 17. it's getting it feels, hot in here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she does take off her jacket at one point, and I think that's when she I starts am getting really getting sexual. so hot. Extremist is gonna take my clothes off. It was really, really amazing. I enjoyed it very much. So, so many songs they could have used here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that Tony. We haven't got to the fight yet, but I love that he calls her hot wings. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at Clinton's earlier comment. <laughs> so dry. So many songs they could have used. I'm sorry, that was really funny to me. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. This I'm finding entertainment in this podcast where I didn't find it in the movie, and I'm not trying to be mean. I just think this podcast is more entertaining, and I'm trying to make it funnier because I know if I just talk about my notes, it's not going to be a fun episode. So, Shots fired. Marvel, did you hear that? Brandon said that this podcast is better than Iron Man 3. Reach out to us if you don't agree. 
Come on, come on, Marvel Studios. Bring Twitters. it on. Twitters. 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 Hey, we're from Tennessee. You know we're from the Rose Hill, so hold on. We got to go outside to go to the bathroom before we come back in here. Anyway, so it was uh, really magical, really a wonderful time. And Tony jumps through a store building. He, the fight's on. He gets a jug of gas. There's fire. She walks right I through I think it. this fight scene was cool. And, well, there was a microwave used. Usually that's your bar. If a microwave's used, it's cool, right? It showed his smarts. He wasn't in a suit. Right. He came right, up okay. with That's unique. He came up with like unique ways to fight back, or at least divert her. Yeah, that is a good point that he didn't have a suit. Other than that, though, I uh, you didn't like this fight scene. She fast forwarded it. I didn't fast forward it, but it, like I said, that actress is too. It's like she's too sexual when she's fighting. Like it just I, something about it made it weird. And then he uh, sets the microwave off. The whole place explodes. And he even says, I've dated hotter chicks than you. I love the point when he said, or no, she says, is that all you got? A cheap trick. Yes. A cheesy one-liner. Sweetheart. He says, that could be that the name be- of my autobiography. Yeah, oh, I got that wrote down. Yeah, I, I love it. Same, would same. read that in a heartbeat. If, if Marvel Studios was like, Just well, a we fictional can't make new content. Because if they were like, we can't make new movie content, we're going to come out with this book, I would be like, I would be the first one to buy it. I, I would be in. I agree. I, and it's so funny. This this scene was like, okay, it was a fight scene. And I do agree with Clinton, though, showing. I mean, it wasn't the best fight, it, it, but I do agree with but Clinton. Why, why are we looking at the bet? Is that just your... your uh, I have I trouble with words sometimes. No, it's all good. Um, is that just like a figure of speech? What? Like it wasn't the best? No, yeah, it was just, yeah, it is. Because to me, I guess I'm just not that invested in this movie. It's kind of like the Incredible Hulk with Emmy. And I don't mean that in a slight. Like, I really mean that. Sometimes when you're not as invested in the movie, the fight scenes are almost like. Well, you know what? I'm not invested in this podcast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh, I I promise you, we we love you, Clinton. We just have a disagreement on this this movie. But then we see her hanging from a water a wire, and then there's a water tower because we all have water towers in our towns in Tennessee. (laughs) It's actually like a really that's actually like a big thing in Ohio because it's so flat. Well, it's very common around here too, where I live. I'm out in the country where they farm a lot. There's seriously, there's water towers in all these small towns I live or, or that I'm around. I've got to see if there's a water tower at McDonald's now. So I need to edit that out. I just told everyone. There's not going. water towers at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've obviously never been to the drink machine, Clint. Snorted. This oh my ha- gosh. This is what happens when you let Clinton and Brendan have a podcast together. This is just, it's going to get insane and pretty crazy. But, um, so anyway, after that scene, she's kind of like hanging from a wire. That's weird. Um, really graphic. Really, really graphic. Just, I agree. I, yeah. uh, I don't know. Y'all are picking this movie apart. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. It's just like, it, it's a comment, I guess. I'm just. Are we not supposed to be? <laughs> and you know what? Your, I didn't like your that. Negative thing. slights. <laughs> I, I hate that I love Iron Man so much and I hate this movie so much. Like it's like it's so it's like cognitive dissonance. It's just I I, I, I hate that this is the last solo movie and it's not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't mm-hmm. even sit here and be like, why don't they make an Iron Man four? Because I really didn't like Iron Man three. I really didn't. Yeah. So I can see why. So um we see uh Harley is now being held prisoner and um 
he's fully able to escape because of a bully detonator or um, I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um, because earlier he says, hey, who's the bully that picks on you? Assuming that the kid gets bullied, I guess. And I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, but well, they talk about it earlier. That's what I mean. That's being what it, bullied. That's what I mean. And yeah, kind of an assumption that oh, you don't have a dad, or you don't have this, or you don't. You know, you obviously get bullied. Okay, I mean, he could have said, "Do you get bullied?" And then go. He's. I don't know, but it's Tony Stark. But I, well. I kind of saw it as, and maybe I read into it too much, but we don't know. Like we know a little bit of vulnerability of Tony's childhood with his dad, and maybe he saw himself in this kid a little bit and yeah. assumed he got bullied. No, oh, that's very true. I think true. that's true. Uh, just better way to go about it, I guess. But I agree. I agree. And then, um, so he discourages bullying with what Tony gave him earlier in the uh, in the scene between Harley and Tony. And uh, then the kid's just bragging. He's like, did you see that? I, I helped you out here. I saved you here. And I blah, 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 blah. And I love Tony. He's like, if you do someone so- a solid, play it cool. You know, it makes you look like a Don't yutz. Don't be a yutz. <laughs> yeah, it makes you look like a yutz when you brag about it. And uh, and I love he the- calls, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he calls dude Westworld. You like that Westworld? <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny too. He conveniently has that blaster in his sleeve. Yes. I was wondering where that came from too. Like, I guess he took it apart from the suit or something, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like later it's on. It's a one-off though. Right. It, immediately we saw it fried and he throw, throws it, but yeah. I was wondering where, because later on we see him have the same thing similarly, but he went to Home Depot to buy it or Ace Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> that made more sense to me though, his he made it, because this felt like it was a little out of nowhere for me, so, but I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh my goodness. Iron Man. Bless her heart. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another thing we like to say down here. Bless yeah, her heart. Do. Hey. Bless her heart. She's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. I'm not talking about you. I'm just, I was given a generalization. We say, bless your heart. And then we insult you. Mm-hmm. Or we yeah, say, bless true. your heart because we're trying to insult you. Like it just like, it's bless your heart. Like, yeah, I, I, I failed my, I failed my final exam and now I can't go on to nursing school. Bless your heart. <laughs> wow. Susie's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we see um, it, it, Harley says admit it you need me we're connected and I love Tony he's like can you feel that we're done here <laughs> and he, he's like so now you're just going to leave me here like my like my dad and he goes oh burn and then get, uh, and then Tony goes wait you're guilt tripping me right now I'm cold I know you know how I can tell because we're connected, we're connected. And just uh, drives off that was kind of funny. I enjoyed that as much as I didn't. And I put classic Tony. Those are the two words I wrote. And he flips him a bird when he drives off. Oh, does he? Oh, does he? I did not no, know. He that. doesn't. I just <laughs> made that up. <laughs> I love how I, mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't. Would, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't either. I was like, well, okay, Tony Stark, man. Well, then I'm like, I kind of hate that thing. Why would you flip the kid off? <laughs> but uh, um, I have a question. Yes, Emmy. What do you got? Where did he get the car from? Did Did they explain that at all? It was probably. Uh, the moms or it was one at their house. Missy. I'm sure it had to do with the kid's house, but they were like okay. walking up whenever that's what I assume. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, they were walk rock. They were walking across the road when they went to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe. Okay. 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 So maybe they got the car from the house and then drove it to the bar. 
from the junkyard across the road. <laughs> I almost spit out my drink. I like took a while just to drink it because I was sitting there still laughing for a long time. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> sorry. And then okay, we 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 got to. Sorry, Emmy, did I interrupt you? I'm so sorry. No, I just I have another question. What, what's the question? Why is there Does no he... explosions in space, or why is there explosions in space? <laughs> no, luckily we're not going to space for this. Um, why luckily. does it ever explain why he goes to Chattanooga? Uh, where you see News Channel Five, which is a real news station in Chattanooga. I don't know. It was on his. It was, um, I guess, on his way down to Miami. Is that right? It, it technically is. Well, no, if it's in Memphis, maybe you could, I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to be above Knoxville, right? It is, it is No, no, no. That's where it is. On the map, it was north of Memphis. Right. Hmm. Okay, cool. So you think you could get that right? Uh, okay, sorry. I just, I didn't, I didn't completely understand why they stopped in Chattanooga. And you said that <clears throat> News Channel 5 is a real thing. I thought it was only 3, 9, and 12. I was being sarcastic. Oh, so it's not, it's not real. No, it's not. Just so that everybody knows. Hey. <laughs> Uh, here's a spoiler for, cause I am in the Chattanooga area. Uh, yeah, five does not exist. You're welcome. So now every time you see that, uh, you're welcome. So anyway, we cut to Mandarin and he goes, Mr. President, only two lessons remain. I intend to finish this before Christmas morning. Thomas Richards, uh, Thomas Richards, an accountant for an oil company. I'm going to, uh, yeah, it's, I can't even say it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I'm going to harm him really bad on live television. But you have a, a telephone number, Mr. President. You have 30 seconds. America, if your president calls me in the next 30 seconds, Tom lives. And we see this really intense scene between President Ellis and Mandarin. Mandarin just, to me, he's scene stealing everything with this whole movie to me. Uh, even though I know what happens, I still, I'm just hooked on, like, it just feels... I don't know. I just, I think it's Kingsley's performance that gets me every time. I really believe that. And then the phone rings cause Ellis decides to call and we hear, uh, an ex, uh, just, yeah, it's just, a shot. yeah, it's tough talking about it. Sorry guys. And then I, one lesson left, kiss your kids, not your red, white, and blue attack dog can save you now. And I'll see you soon. And boom, just really intense. So, and then we, uh, yeah, tough. I have, I have more questions here. Because later, after we find out about the Mandarin, he says it was all movie magic. It was all green screen. Did he actually do what he did in this scene? Yes, I think so. Because he even like says like they made me do crazy stuff, or I don't know. I'm pretty- and like I, they told me nobody got hurt. Okay. Yeah. So I he think actually he does so- this. I- and you got to think he was drunk and high the whole time, right? Yeah, so he probably won't remember everything that he did anyway. Right. And that's when President Ellis gives the the call to Rhodey, tell Rhodes to find this lunatic right now. Right now. And Iron Patriot, his rebrand, it was AIM. Um, yes. Have you noticed Rhodey is so far always on the bad side of things? So War Machine was built by Hammer. Hammer, yeah. And now Iron Patriot was built by AIM. Mm, that's a very good point, man. Good catch. Oh, and I never really made the connection that AIM uses Iron Patriot later to do all the bad things that they do. They knew how to use it. 
Uh, And just to give you guys uh, a real big uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, War Machine gives away his login and password, which is War Machine 68, and his password is War Machine Rocks with an X, all caps. With an X. (laughs) Oh, man, we've all had uh, passwords like that or screen names like that. thought that was really funny. News Channel 5, Chattanooga, WZPC. Totally exists. Sorry, let's go. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. Sorry, can we share our very first most embarrassing email address, or do I just have one? I'm not going to share oh. the whole thing because I think I still use it for Xbox Live because I need a Hotmail account, <laughs> but I can share part of it. Yeah. My most embarrassing screen name on uh, Instant Messenger was Fallen Pixie 4. I think I remember <laughs> that one. I really probably. Do. I think I was friends with you then. Yeah. Sorry. What do Mine you was speeddemon72 at, G- <laughs> at hotmail.com. Man, my was Rocker Pimp 411. That is the <laughs> stupidest. And my and one of my best friends, his was drop it like it's at hotmail.com. And I thought his was genius. He was hilarious. But it was so funny because we'd go like to American Eagle or something and he had his account like linked to his email. So they'd be like, What's uh what's the email on this account? And he'd be like, Drop it like it's at hotmail.com. <laughs> and like every- That is so clever. It was wonderful. I really, really enjoyed that. So um yeah. You said go shopping at American Eagle. Cracks me up. That's how I remember you, is you had the necklaces and the hair all done up and no. the preppy boy look. <laughs> oh yeah. Walking to get your new uh the things you've got to build at receive you from the cabinet. <laughs> The, the beaver hair flip before the beaver hair flip was a thing yeah oh man guys i'm so sorry i put you through all that <laughs> so, there's a reason why they haven't talked to me to you until years until i was like hey i have a podcast They're like hey brandon that is crap can we see what you look like now first <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i've let myself go is the the short version so <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we see uh, News Channel 5, uh, and then we see uh, a 10 because they're having a beauty pageant. Because we always have a beauty pageant in December in the South. And a 10 is held by Stan the Man. Really quick cameo. Clinton, what was your cameo thoughts? Hated it. I did too. Really? I did too. Oh, I liked this one. It was too quick. I like them not to be. I don't like. You know, I don't like them to be pertaining to the story i like when like he talks to, i really love hearing him talk <laughs> but it was so short it yeah. was just literally him showing a 10 and it goes i'm like ah yep. it was really short but I, I i did like this one dang it yeah. we are not going to be on the same page with cameos ever i don't think but ever I, no offense but i think i saw the clinton usually nine times out of ten because i didn't like this yeah. one either um, and then we meet Gary and I don't know if you can tell I've patterned my whole life, uh, my look after you, I don't want to make things awkward, but I want to show you this. Boom. <laughs> Shows him this horrible. Hispanic Scott <laughs> <laughs> I did write that. And he goes, uh, Hey, Tony needs Gary and Gary needs Tony. So Tony uses I... him to get on top of the, the, to get a better signal, I guess. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Amy. I would react the exact same way. Me and Gary are exactly the same. Only uh, Gary didn't try to jump him in a in a you know. You and Gary do look a lot alike. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I've been it's, working I on think the it's mustache. The mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. I've, I've not known you very long, and we're already on the. <laughs> yeah, great minds think alike. Let's talk about Emmy's mustache. <laughs> On this episode of MCU in Review, what is our thoughts on all? I don't know where to go with that. I would, 
I would react the exact same way. I, I, I get Gary. I identify with Gary. It's just like how I identify with Coulson, you know, his fanboyism. I I respect it. I really do. And we see Tony. I don't have anyone to identify with. Who do I identify with? Who's a secondary character? Hmm. Hawkeye? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't have anybody. We will will get there eventually, but I will. I will say that I I get that because Marvel was like, oh, we're going to have our first gay character. And it was, oh, oh, do not even get me started. I am so mad at Marvel for that. Like, just off. Oh. Are you talking about Valkyrie? No, no. she's talking about the Well, no, one. that ticks me off, too, because she was supposed to be, and they didn't put that scene in. I'm talking about Endgame. Russo. When the guy was like, said something about going out on a date with Oh, him. oh, the Russo that brother. That is not... Disney really ticks me off with this whole gay thing. And um, I obviously am not a gay man or a gay woman. And they're, so it really shouldn't be my type. But they're, they're getting there. I they think better. I actually read an article today from the actress who plays Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how excited with what they've been talking about with her character and her being gay or in the LGBTQ community where they're going with it and she's very excited about it. Can I just so say, I feel like they're going to be making strides. Can I just okay, say good cuz they're really taking me off right now. Like really like oh god. Disney, can, come on. can can I just say one thing? Tessa yes. Thompson uh, amazing. I just want to say amazing as Valkyrie. I cannot wait to review Thor Ragnarok. That is one of my all-time favorites. And Tessa Thompson is a big reason because she is phenomenal in that movie. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I can't, I was more upset in Endgame that she was not used more, more. because yeah. she was available and she was, I, I love Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Love, I can't love, wait love to her. get to Endgame and hear Emmy's thoughts on when the girls team up together in the battle. Fast forward. <laughs> Shut your <laughs> mouth. Just kidding. Hold on, Just hold kidding. on, hold that on. Is absolutely we, wonderful. All right, we will get to it on our Avengers Endgame because I do want to hear that too. <laughs> and I'll probably forget by the time I get that because it'll be like, gosh, it'll be almost November when we're reviewing that. That's crazy. And Killian says, you're the next iteration of human evolution and they're injected. We see these weird walker people. They're basically people that have lost limbs or that they are struggling or something. I don't know. It doesn't really fully explain it, but it's just people that need a second chance and want to be orange. I don't know. Uh, they're injected and the orange glow begins happening and some people make it. Some people don't. And Tony is looking at the screen in this little van saying a bomb's not a bomb when it's a misfire. I'm, I'm still so confused. Uh, Aldrich breaks his way mm-hmm. in um, to uh, this hotel room that's holding Pepper and Maya and chokes Pepper. And I put here that Maya is just not good here. Not good acting. Just relax. I don't know. Like she's watching Pepper go through something really stressful. And maybe that's just the character. But she's like, what, Aldrich? What do you want? <laughs> and he's like choking Pepper. And he goes, oh, I don't know. Aldrich Killian, evil aim. And she's like. But, but, well, then what are we going to do? It's just, I didn't care for the scene. Didn't care. Yeah, for I it. didn't either. And I knew old girl was bad the whole time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know. Right. It's time. I, uh, we skip when they're talking and um, Maya says something about Von Braun and how he. Um, Von Braun James? <laughs> Von, Von Braun James. <laughs> he played um, for them Cleveland Cavies, didn't he? 
I think so. I think you're right on, buddy. Thank you. And now he's with the LaCours, the Los Angeles LaCours. The Los Angeles Coors Banquet. Coors, the banquet beer. Um, anyway, she's. I think she's talking about a different Von Braun, um, who was a German scientist. He worked on German missiles in the... Um, German era. It, no, in the in World War II. In the 40s, but then he was secretly moved to the U.S. and um, he helped the. I think it was called the Saturn Project. I might be wrong on that. It was the. Um, it was the Pluto. Okay. The Whatever. Saturday Night Live Project. Yes, live from New York. I'm trying it's- to give you guys an actual history fact <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting that I enjoyed. <laughs> anyway. Um, he was moved to the U.S. secretly after World War II. Um, he worked for NASA. He worked on the Saturn Project, which propelled the Apollo mission to the moon. Interesting. Very, very. And <sighs> obviously not. You guys are so mean. I'm not being mean. I just, yeah, it's a movie. It's me. I, I just, no, I th- I like these little tidbits, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Clinton. <laughs> but it was boring. Thank you. I, I history always hold on i I'm love gonna, history that's why i was that's why i was hesitant to say it i like history but i don't like history <laughs> it's certain topics certain things in history are fascinating to me and then others i'm just like okay like there's certain podcasts i listen to and i'm ta- they're talking about a a subject and they go through the backstory of it and i'm like okay just get to what we're wanting to talk about let's get to the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. I wa- that wasn't a diss at you i'm just saying that's how i am with history like i don't lineages especially i'm just like Bleh. okay well that was your last science fact from emmy no Ever. no no <laughs> gosh there's a lot of offended people tonight guys <laughs> tensions are running high with iron man 3 no flake <laughs> Yes, my parents call me that. I am a snowflake. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I own it. Don't yes, stop yes. being yourself, guys. That's that's the best thing you can possibly be. Right. So we Make see, society love you. Thank you. Uh, and we see Iron Patriot. He is still. He's just blasting through front doors because that's what Iron Patriot does. He can't just open the door. He can't kick. Raise it. hell, praise Dale. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it's America. <laughs> Oh my goodness. FM doors up. <laughs> I'm the Iron Patriot. I'm wearing the red, white, and blue. I'm in charge. And uh, we, uh, extremist, this is literally what I put in my notes. Extremist Walker Lady. I'm having a hard time following. And we're back to Harley, who's working on the Mark 42. And Tony talks to Jarvis, who uh, does a great job for a good while, but then he says the wrong... Yeah, I'm doing a great job for a long time. I'm really doing good, but sometimes when I get to the end of a sentence, I say the wrong cranberry. (laughs) Loved. (laughs) Thought that was really hysterical. That is a really great part of this movie. And the way he says cranberry, I don't know. It's just... Cranberry. Yeah, I just... I absolutely adored that line. And uh, I thought it was really, really funny. And then he goes... He finds out his suit is having a tough time charging. He starts having another nervous breakdown. And this is when Harley actually, uh, kind of a sweet moment between Harley and Tony. Just breathe. You're a mechanic, right? Right. You said so. So why don't you just build something? Okay. Thank you, kid. And Tony Stark goes to Ace Hardware. Um, and I thought that. <laughs> I mean, it, loved. Absolutely loved. I thought, and I. Yeah. I would even call it like the Mark 43, like the discount 
like it dollar bin. It ain't no Mark Iron 43. Man. I've got the Mark 43. It's in my display case right now. <laughs> so. I want to know how he bought all these supplies. With his credit card. Well, Apple he's Pay. presumed dead. He wouldn't be using his card. He probably had cash on him. Cash? He's he's a bazillionaire. Like he wouldn't yeah. carry cash then. Why not? I have an emergency hundred dollar bill in my wallet. I was about to say like, my granddad. Oh, hello everybody. Emmy's address also is this. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. <laughs> you see helicopters out your side of your house tonight. You're like, son of a gun. <laughs> Iron Man three all over again. Get ready. You're about to talk. And then to if they blow up your house, Emmy, please run back in and go, Tony. <laughs> Be, I would be yelling for my cat. <laughs> Tonks! That's his name. <laughs> Biscuit! <laughs> That's her name. She's Barbara! <laughs> Tonks. Tonks. Like from Harry Potter, because I am doubling down on the nerd. Tongs? Tonks. T-O-N-K-S. Oh, Tonka trucks. Oh. No, yes, my gosh. Did you guys Barbara. not read Harry Potter? <laughs> Nymphadora Tonks. Nymphs? That's, good that's, old nymphs. Oh, <laughs> 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 sorry. Okay, guys, we gotta stop. Okay, so <laughs> we're now in Miami, Florida, because everything happens in real time. So he literally just zapped to Miami, Florida. No, wait, he drove for nine hours. Hashtag Emmy thinks time moves in real time in movies. More than nine hours. <laughs> oh man, Clinton's in the dark. He's looking up to the skies. He's oh, if you could see it in here right now. Why is it dark, but you still have internet connection? It's the power didn't go out. This room just does this, and the light is like. Did you say someone passed? Oh, my light does that too. My it light. hasn't. I think we have a short. I think we have a short in the ghost confirmed. The, the so, wiring here. If you see something run behind me, tell me so I don't. I'll give him. I'll. I'll. Uh, tell me if you see something run behind. We'll me. do. Uh, we gotta have a ghost uh, discussion on Splash of Color. That would be fun. Um. So yes. we're now in Miami, Florida, and we see mansions, dogs, the works, and Tom. Uh, Tommy Tony climbs over a wall. And the guard is looking at the house because why else would you not? Yeah, look at the house while you're trying to guard outside intruders. <laughs> that makes sense. A kick, a punch, a tase, and then we see a Christmas ornament uh, explosion. James Bond vibes big time here. Tony uncovers uh, sheets to find two women and a flush toilet. And we see presumably the Mandarin walk out and say, I wouldn't go. I couldn't. Or no, excuse me. I wouldn't go there for 20 minutes. Which one of you is Vanessa? Ah, Nessie. Did you know that fortune cookies aren't Chinese? Ah, bloody hell. And then, and then Tony comes out with a gun and bloody hell, bloody hell. Take whatever you want, but the guns aren't real. Where's the Mandarin? He's here, but he's not here. He's here, but it's it's complicated. <laughs> Uncomplicated. My name's Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Uh, don't hurt the face. I'm an actor. It, it, it's just a role. Mandarin, it's not real. Whether you like how they did the villain here, you got to give it to Ben Kingsley to play that other, like, maniacal and then to go into this. Like, that's good acting. I mm -hmm. 100% agree with you. I think this is phenomenal acting all the way through. I just wish I could have seen more, 
more. You'll never see me. Yeah. I just, I wish I could have seen more of that. Not, I wish this was a completely different character for something else. And I got to see Ben Kingsley do it. Not for We'll this. get to see the real Mandarin. We'll I, get to see him. I'm holding out. I, I really think that this is a funny character. I just hate that it is the Mandarin as well. It's exactly. not the He's Mandarin. Really, okay. But like he, at the time we thought at the time yeah he's a he's funny i i thought i completely agree with you amy i like i remember being back in 2013 and being introduced to the mandarin coming out of the bathroom like that was just so so people do number one and number two i know but but not villains (laughs) (laughs) oh How, how do you know you're a villain if you use you the bathroom, you don't poo poo. <laughs> you might not be a bad guy you if might, you go poo poo. You might be yeah. just an actor. Um, and so I, I, yeah. And then we reveal that Trevor has a problem with substances. Um, Aim promised him more because he says they promised to get you off drugs or something. He goes, no, they promised me more <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, they gave him a palace, plastic surgery, and then he falls asleep in mid conversation. And then he wakes up in a lovely speedboat. <laughs> That's the first thing he says when he wakes up. Uh, and it's revealed. It's all a cover up for Killian custom made terrorist threat. So I, I- Ugh. Yes, I like that line. Right, I like th- that. That was what they uh, called it. Um, I will say that his um, uh, plastic surgery included a tattoo of Captain America's shield with the anarchy symbol on the back, with the anarchy symbol of instead of a star. Yes, mm-hmm. and I love that he goes. And I love when he goes right back into character real quick and he goes, ready for another lesson? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Uh, even though I don't care for it, I just thought... I feel like we're, this movie um, right here mm-hmm. especially loses people Yes, um, because of this. And I feel like even back in the day and now, surely to God, people that follow the MC have watched this by now. If you haven't, let us know if if this detached you from the movie because I feel like from here on out is where people are just done. Like they're yes. detached. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will also say that it, it bothered me that all of the guards are men, which I don't completely understand why. There's a woman laying on a couch whenever Tony first comes in. And obviously she is high as crap but the fact that tony doesn't finger give guns. her yes but he doesn't even consider that she's a threat like he doesn't even i don't even think he points a gun at her and i i i don't know i i saw that as a female and i was like i didn't love it but you got to think of what kind of dudes are here too yeah yeah you know what i mean they're gonna have their women there that they're gonna be gross men to <laughs> and they're gonna yeah, that They're is very have true. Their cronies, They're the villains. Out. Yeah, it's just yeah. that feel. Yeah, and then, that's very true. And then Trevor explains <laughs> like where people die. There's costumes, green screen. I was not on location for a lot of these. Uh, then Tony is knocked out, and I love that they go to Trevor and like Trevor, what did you tell him? He goes nothing, nothing, <laughs> and, absolutely nothing. And he goes, <laughs> and then he's like, he looks at him, he's like. No, no, not nothing. He's just, he's, he's really funny. He's almost, uh, yeah, he's almost endearing as weird as that sounds at that moment. Um, and then we see Tony is held captive. Aldrich is here to thank Tony. The greatest gift, the desperation. That's what Aldrich says. You gave me the greatest gift, desperation. 
And for the first 20 minutes, I thought you would show up on the rooftop. For the next hour, I considered taking that one step, uh, fa- one step fast track to the lobby. No. This is where they try to make him a make you feel for him like relatable almost and it falls flat did not work did not work i agree and uh the second you give evil a face a bin laden you hand people a target i thought that was pretty insane and i i like that line um ever since that big goon fell from the sky with a hammer subtleties are hard to come by these days who's that big who's that big goon in this why can't i keep saying like scoon goon in the sky keeps on turning Oh, that no. was that was beautiful. I, I just want to take that moment in. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> no, take not, that in. That was that was absolutely beautiful. And then we see, um, you know, he he shows a screen of Pepper, and she's either accepting extremists or giving up. And Tony is visibly shaken here. A lot of more evil crap. He, Killian shoots Maya dead right there because she threatens to kill herself. You can't do it without me. No, I guess he can. He shoots her dead. I forgot about this actually. Completely. Shoots her dead. Yeah, shoots her dead. And I actually, I even put it in my notes. I forgot about this. Uh, and then he goes, a high level position has just been vacated. Uh, heartless by uh, Aldrich. Mm-hmm. And Tony even says, you are a maniac. And he goes, I'm a visionary. I do own a maniac who takes the stage tonight. And yeah, then he works. Yeah. Anyway, just bad guy, bad guy, bad guy stuff. I don't know. It feels very formulaic for me. A lot of this part does. What's a good word for it? Formulaic. It's just not, I didn't connect to it in any way. No, I don't think anybody. Well, I guess my dumb 2013 self did. I enjoyed the movie when I was in 2013, but this last half of the movie, I just, it was a slog, man. It was, it was, uh, it was tough to get through. mm -hmm. I do enjoy when Tony's getting out of the zip ties and the armor's coming back and he gets pieces (laughs) at a time. I enjoyed that. When he does that like little, uh yeah and i think yeah i'm gonna and that's where it's funny we see the armor fly from tennessee to miami fun fact i did that too Uh, i flew to miami actually from tennessee to see the nba finals stop and it was actually funny (laughs) no i'm not kidding and i went to go see lebron james i feel like this podcast is predicting my life oh full circle full circle i'm gonna start calling you mark thanks 42 no 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 just leave it at mark it's all good. I'm the Mark One because there's only one like me. <laughs> but yeah, I I wrote that because I thought it was funny. I I did the exact same thing. I flew from Tennessee to Miami, um, and Tony with one arm, one leg, then a gun, and pretty awesome sequence here. He only gets like one leg attached to him, one arm from the armor. I thought this was cool because it was still showing his smarts with the Iron Man. I thought it was really really awesome. I my kids do this with the time in classes. Sometimes your children. My, my, my students. Yes. Not my actual kids. I don't have any kids. My students, they'll like try to count down when the clock is going to change and they'll go three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two. And then somebody will finally get it. And they're like, yeah, first try. And it's like, <laughs> it was not <laughs> stupid kids. I know. So- I love them so much. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. Wish you could um, see my face. But yeah, that's what that reminded me of was, yeah, Tony Stark was acting like my my students. <laughs> I love like he holds like a gun to this one uh, guard and he's like, honestly, I hate working here. They're so <laughs> weird. I thought that was really They're funny. They're so weird. I thought that was really funny. And then Iron Man armor fully assembles onto him, the Mark 42, but he cannot fly. So he walks down the stairs. I thought this was really funny watching an Iron Man armor walk down the stairs. It was so gingerly. Like it was like, uh, uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I thought that was funny too. It's, um, 
So he's asking where Pepper is. Trevor knows something is happening off the coast. He'll take them there. And then, ole, 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 <laughs> on the television. Cheadle jumped here, and I, I I think it was acting, but I can't. The fact that I'm even guessing, because the way Cheadle jumps at him screaming ole is so awesome. I love, love, love this part. Um, Isn't it, this where Tony grabs him by the car and goes, where is she? That's exactly <laughs> oh, it. Where is she? <laughs> yes. Where is she? Rhodey's reaction. The way you look. This, this is the Mandarin is exactly mine. That was exactly my reaction. Yes. And uh, the VP is called. Hey, they're using the Iron Patriot as a Trojan horse. VP, every, uh, VP just hangs up. Everything's cool. Predictable. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This was predictable yeah. to me. Really? Yeah. I thought this was kind of interesting, though. I won't lie. In that he was in on it? Yeah. I won't lie. I did. In 2013. <laughs> what, what, when they're going to show a scene with the VP getting the call, I knew he would be in on it. The, yeah, you're probably right. I'm not even kidding. But I remember at the time thinking that. But now, definitely, for sure. And I love how he's like, and then I put VP is in on it. And Ellis is boarding the plane with the Iron Patriot armor. Iron Patriot is going off here, shooting people left and right. Obviously, we know it's not Rhodey doing anything, uh, um, but it's weird Walker dude from earlier because I don't even know if they ever say his name in the entire movie. Salvin. Luke uh, Skywalker? Walker Sky. S-A-V-I-N, I I think. Salvin. Salvin. Something like that. Salvin. I could be wrong. Salvin. Salvin. I will say, though, and I... uh, you guys are going to give me shit for it, but never, um, never. <laughs> there's a point when someone shoots the iron Patriot, it ricochets off of him, hits a window and the window busts. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, you it's don't gonna go and you're going to go into science again, aren't you? A little bit. Well, the, the windows on actual air force one are bulletproof. So that shouldn't have happened. Rude. <laughs> I think from the windows to the walls, they're bulletproof. <laughs> they're supposed to be in real life. I'm just saying. All right. I'm sorry. Maybe I. I don't know. Are they really though? I didn't know that. If they yeah, are, yeah, they are bulletproof. On, oh. on the actual Air Force One, they are bulletproof. I did not know okay. that either. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but. Fun fact with Emmy is science fact. Oh no. <laughs> the listeners are going crazy right now. It's going on forever. No, that's the laughter. The laughter track is the worst. Okay, guys, oh, okay. you're going to get a little tidbit. Emmy, say something funny. Uh, I d- am funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that everyone enjoyed that so much. <laughs> that laugh track is it's still going, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. It, it, like it's at the end, there's like, huh. <laughs> but I can still, it's so bad. Like right. It just, it goes on. That laugh track is way too long. Whoever needs that much laughter is uncomfortable with themselves. <laughs> yes. I would like that much laughter every time I tell a joke, please. Okay. I got it ready for you. Anytime you say okay. something funny, I mean, I'm ready to go. Um, okay. And then we see, um, gosh, it, it skipped up again. So Air Force One has been um, compromised. Iron Man makes his way to the Air Force One. And he goes, the president now feels a little campy. Um, the hole is blasted through the plane at that point, And everyone on board is immediately taken out. And finally, 
they kill crazy Walker dude and he flies out of the plane. And this is when we're we, so we're skipping something. What, what do we got? We're skipping. I, they're on the boat and Rhodey says you can either save pepper or save the president. You can't do both. <sighs> I didn't like it. Dark night. I, Dark night. Anyone? Jeez. I, I just immediately like Clinton. Just yes. I would have been like, I'm going to go after pepper. Yeah. Or, Spe- or who says we can't do both. All right. And then we see, um, this is actually one of my favorite parts from the movie where Tony does the rescue mission for the 13 people in the air. He, there's a baker's dozen in the air flying out right there. And uh, that's what Jarvis says because he's been in Rose Hill, Tennessee for too long. He's like, how many has been there? <laughs> a baker's dozen, Tony. And uh, he starts uh, making his way uh, making his way downtown, getting people, trying to get them all saved. Okay, sorry. Um, that was just me. Thank you. And I'll save you from midair. <laughs> and now you're you in. Won't die. <laughs> and now you won't die if I could fly like Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and and he says, "How many can I carry?" Full, sir. So he grabs Heather and barrel of monkeys midair. Nice work, guys. They save everybody. Really cool. I liked this scene. I a love lot. this part. Yes. I love this part. I agree. I thought I was watching it again and it was showing them falling. Yep. And then you see Tony's perspective and you see the back. I was like, the CG here is fantastic. It's still really good. It looks real. I think they didn't they do a real skydiving thing for this? They did. Yes. That, that's why it looks so it wasn't CG. That's at exactly all. why it looks so good, Clinton. Yes. Emmy, you've oh. obviously researched, but I do remember reading that. Yep. It's in the credits. I saw that in the credits whenever I was looking for butt names. <laughs> hey, Doug Butts, we want to be a part of your fan club. Could you reach out to MCU in review? Let us know your contact information. We want to interview you and all your hard work on the first Thor movie. We are your biggest fans, Doug Butts. And if you know how to contact Doug Butts, let us know with the hashtag Doug Butts. Hashtag <laughs> so. <laughs> Doug Butts. I have to ask. I, I, I'm just going to I'm going to put this out there. I just I just. Just a little jab. Um, could Cap do that? Yeah. Oh! I don't think he could. Iron Man's hit by a truck. Excuse me. His armor is. Uh, I put Iron I was, Man hit, hit by a truck. R.I.P. Credits roll. No. I was still surprised here. I, mm-hmm. I was surprised the first time I watched it, and I forgot this time I watched it, and then it happened, and I was like, oh. I remember the second time, or I remember this time watching it, but I remember in theaters, I jumped. Like, it was a jolt to me, and I was like, what the heck just happened? It was a, definitely a surprise the first time, for sure. He he got Regina George, like, at the end of Mean Girls. I I know Renee knows that, but I Lap track. Lap track. Yeah, oh, okay. that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Not that good. Like, not that long. But he definitely, it was very, (laughs) it was very Regina George esque. Like, you didn't see that coming. Oh. You'll never see me coming. (laughs) (laughs) So long, guys. It's so long. That's what she said. And then, uh,. Congrats. So we're going to keep going in uh, Iron Man. But this is when Tony activates the house party protocol. All 41. What? Pre- this is, I believe he says it on this boat or something. He's like, we need to activate the house party protocol. I didn't have the other one. 
Oh, I didn't have the exact quote, but I'm pretty sure he says something like, hey, it's time. House party protocol, sir? Yes, or something along those lines. Okay, all right. And then uh, we see Mark 8 through 41 essentially are turned on. We see them kind of rise from the rubble. You see all those arc reactors shine from this one little moment, and then they start. That was kind of their hint that they're making their way. And then Aldrich is still creepy. He makes his way to Pepper. Hi. And then he goes, you're here as my trophy. Stupid. I dumb. hate him, though. I, At this I, point, I know you I hate him. I truly really hate him. I just think it's lazy, too. You're here as my trophy. It just felt. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was never earned. Yeah. And his I, lines are lazy, and he's a chauvinist and an asshole. Right. I didn't get anger from this, Emmy. And I know because that line is horrible. Don't get me wrong. But it was just felt. I was more like, Ugh, like watching it, you know, <laughs> um, I just put stupid dumb. And then we see iron Patriot make his way in to the housing, uh, in housing the president. I don't know what I would put a note here. And if you have an evil ship housing, the president captive, you might be a villain. I wrote that down because of Emmy. So I just might want, be the bad guy. You might be the bad guy. I, I want to give you a special, special shout out. Cause I was watching this and laughed out loud <laughs> thinking of that. And, uh, so we see Rhodey and Tony board the ship, and uh, we see President Ellis is strung up over an oil tanker. And if you have the president strung up above an oil tanker, you might be a bad guy. There is a couple. You got there before me. I'm so sorry. And why is he in the Iron Patriot suit? I do you think it was like a F you to like. Like the, the suit the, or the, or do you think it was both the suits? Cause I think that's a really good catch Clinton. All, also the red, white and blue as well. You know what I mean? Like true. That's you, what Tyler symbol, said. Because I was like, why would you ways. let him have that suit? Because when mm-hmm. Rhodey gets it in a little bit, it's right. like, well, that was easy. <laughs> right. And that's what this yeah. whole movie feels like, sadly. And I have a problem with all these suits. Listen, this scene is probably the most action-packed and cool. It's really cool, the transitions when he jumps into the suits yes. and mm-hmm. the fights and the humor of it falling apart. Yep. Where I thought his suits got destroyed in his... Mark 1 thing. through 7 did. Mark 1 through 7. The other ones were below that. In se- yeah. It looks like a secret bunker of some sort. In like a vault Where do we, we see that? Yes. Well, we When s- they're clearing the rubble out, yeah. they are it they're like in that basement level and mm-hmm. it opens correct where i must have missed that suits. it's all good trust me i i missed a lot i almost fell asleep during this movie but yeah and okay. i'm not even trying to be funny like I, I completely see why anyone would miss something and then i love this part though because we see roadie kick some major ass here you can't hit, hit a bulb from that distance and boom first shot and he like just literally from cover to shot really really awesome pal I really liked this because of the comparison between Rhodey and Tony. Yes. You could sh- you could see how Rhodey moved like a soldier because he is a soldier. And yes. from the last movie where he where Tony said, I am not a soldier, yep. I you could see that he wasn't a sh- a soldier. He didn't I would argue like that I would argue that Rhodey's a better soldier than um stop. certain stop. Soldier. I know where you're going. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I will say this, though. We've seen a lot where Rhodey has always kind of taken the backseat to Tony and always kind of played the sidekick. And this was really cool. Mm-hmm. I did love what they did here where it felt like Tony was kind of learning a lot from Rhodey. Rhodey, Rhodey shined a lot during this scene. And for for as much as we can give it flack, I really enjoyed that a lot. He was yeah. on the road again, if you will, you know. Oh, oh I put the crickets and the freaking. Okay. Oh, know. and crickets. Yeah. Anyway, which, 
don't actually sound like crickets. I've listened to the the Avengers episode, and I was like, I still don't understand what those crickets are. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, like They're a delicacy days. down here in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do, y'all. We 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 literally go to people's uh, uh, beauty pageants and we eat crickets. That's all we do. And, <laughs> and possum, possum. We like possum. Oh man. Anyway, I, I wish I could say that was sarcasm, but Renee got a cookbook from her uh one of her family members uh just uh, passed away recently and so she had a bunch of old cookbooks and one of them had like squirrel recipes and possum recipes i'm not joking Ew. and renee got brought it home because she's like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen so <laughs> like she thought it was really hilarious um no we're not going to make possum and squirrel recipes but apparently that was a thing back in the day um yes yummy um so um then we see house party protocol make their way. Uh, I love seeing the silver centurion. I thought that was amazing. The one with the knives. Uh, that was one of my favorite armors as a kid. Uh, I completely lost my mind for this. And I love that Stark says it's Christmas time to take him to church. And it just was really, I, I don't know. There's a couple scenes I really liked there. I, so I don't have the comic um, background. And so I was curious to see what you guys thought about like seeing all these different suits. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about any of them, honestly. And I liked how you Instagrammed our fact about Mark the, 38, Mark, yeah, Mark the 38, the Igor. Yeah. That everybody thought it was the Hulkbuster. I, but it actually wasn't. I remember actually reading from websites. Oh, the Hulkbuster appears in this movie. And I was like, no, he does not. That is Igor. That is pretty crazy. I saw that. And I actually, the reason why I remember that is because I Googled it to see if it was still a thing. And that mm. website still has that old article up. So that's when I posted because <laughs> I was like, did I just imagine this? But I loved seeing Igor. Uh, there was Silver Centurion. There was Heartbreaker, Red Snapper, a lot of really, really cool armors. And I think the House Party Protocol, the fact that exactly to Clinton's points earlier where, and he said this numerous times throughout our MCU and review series, Tony has nicknames. He had, yes. and he had nicknames for his suits at this point. I just, I love that. I did too. And I love that he called them by their names and it was really, uh, I enjoyed this scene very much. Clinton, I'm going to defer to you, man. It was a really cool scene. And I loved that they were showing all these armors from the comics but I felt like it wasn't earned and it was too easy. It was like, oh, here's the house protocol. Here's all the armors. Mm. Here's a pandering to the fans, which is nice, but it wasn't earned. It was like, okay, we're all in danger. And um, if <laughs> he said in previous movies, he is Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But we see here that the suits could do everything that he could. And... Mm -hmm. I would argue against that because there's a point when a little bit later when one of the suits tries to take on uh, Pepper, like he at least when he's in the suit or controlling the suit, he has the wherewithal to mm -hmm. make decisions. That's a good whereas point. the suit just goes after that's a whatever. Really, just right. I mean that's true, but it it kind of depreciates. I'm Iron Man, and he has all these AI suits that are just out here doing shit. And it, it's it's unveiling all the suits at once. It was like, here you go, fans. Here's all the suits. So we can skip except, them. Okay. Except one. which comes. That is true. I, I get where Clinton. You know going. what I mean? I 100% agree with Clinton there. But I do. I enjoyed the scene. Don't get me wrong. But I loved it felt it. rushed. It felt rushed, didn't it? You yes, know? it felt very rushed. I can completely agree with you, man. 
But I will say they saved one suit, and that is for the Avengers Age of Ultron, which is my favorite, ah. my favorite suit of all. And I was that another silent fart? No, I don't. That was a roar. Yeah, no. oh, roar. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to talk about the Mark Forty Four, but we will get there at Age of Ultron. But we do see Mark Thirty Eight, Igor, and we see, like I mentioned earlier, Heartbreaker, Red Snapper, uh, Silver Centurion, among many, many others. And Pepper cannot catch a break. Here is what I wrote: Tony grabs the Silver Centurion and he wears it, and then he, uh, you know, to protect Pepper from just being in trouble she seems like she like there was an explosion or something and pepper got like moved or fell and i was like Holy, she's. and why couldn't he do the thing he did at the beginning with the suits why couldn't he put them on her right that's a good question and then we see jack good question we see uh jack hammer show up and that's another suit and stark finally locates pepper she's visibly hurt see what happens when you hang out with my there's no salt nearby <laughs> And then she's visibly hurt. And you see what happens when you hang out with my ex-girlfriends. And she says, you're such a jerk. It felt like a cheesy. Eh, okay. I mean, come on. Uh, Aldrich Killian does the finger poke of doom. Reminds me of E.T. She's, he starts like putting it. He's like, are you a little turtle in your turtle shell? Are you like. Worst line oh, of the movie. I cr- it's cringe, so cringy. Cringe. A hundred percent cringe. And he doesn't even say turtle shell. He says turtle suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, turtles says, aren't wearing suits. Like a turtle cooking his little turtle suit. Yes. Like what? Ugh. It's so stupid. Yeah. And, and then Pepper falls again because that's the theme of the, the the scenes. And Rhodey has his time to shine is what I write here. He saves the president, cuts the wire with his gun, cuts the, the big old uh, trailer wire and everything. I thought this was really, really cool. Uh, and he goes, I'm going to need that suit back, Mr. President. And I, I just love this whole little scene with Rhodey. Really quick, but really awesome. And then Tony is running, jumping, going from like ledge to ledge. Parkour! And he keeps going. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I immediately flashed to parkour. And he, parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. And uh, he goes, I can't reach any further. You have to let go. I'll catch you, promise. Because Pepper oh. from following earlier, she's on the edge. She's about to fall. And guess what? Pepper. One step closer to the edge, and she's about to break. Oh, my goodness. Everything you say to her. Everything you say to me. I've been one step closer to the edge, and I'm about, I'm to, about break. to break. And then Pepper does fall to her presumed death, and Tony is messed up from seeing it. I did think this was a pretty powerful moment when Tony kind of flips out a little bit. Powerful, but also, like, I'll catch you, I promise. And then... I, I didn't like it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what about this scene really ticked me off. It was. I just didn't. I feel like we've had so much character development. I wasn't invested right here. I wasn't yeah. invested in her falling. I wasn't like, oh, God, Pepper's dead. I, and I should have been because they've Fair had point. a lot of character development up to this point. Mm-hmm. And it was I, like, oh, oh. I also didn't like that she at this point was very damselly, very distressed. Yeah. Very... Well, she was she was kind of in a spot to be. Yeah. You couldn't really yes. fight back. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess from the point when um, uh, Killian came into that hotel room, like she's been a damsel in distress for a minute during this movie, and I, I. Yeah, I mean, she. How did she not catch? He was super creepy and slime bally from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it messed with her. She was like, when Happy was trying to get her at the beginning to leave, she was like, oh, oh, Aldridge, kill it. When he was walking away, like, she was messed up from it. Why? And they didn't have, they didn't really tie 
they didn't tie it well as to why she knew him so well. Right. No, yeah, I very much agree with that. It's just we assume it. Uh, but they do say something, but it's just a throwaway line. The That's beginning. what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree it's, with it's you. It's not... It's I, not sold. I completely me. agree. And he even says, I'm sorry, when he walks into her office, like I finally, like they finally let me do this illegal thing that I've been trying to do for. Like, yes. He, he really is creepy from the beginning. Creepy it's and just a good guy. lame. But Pepper falls to her presumed death and we see Aldrich Killian. Shame. I would have caught her. Oh, stupid. Aldrich oh. shirts just rips apart. Amazing. Awesome dragon tattoos, brah. And we see that, well, we're, oh. well, here we are on the roof. Oh, Clinton, did we forget something? We forgot something way earlier, and y'all may have said it, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what you got? And I didn't get to talk about it, but you were talking about the dragon tattoos yep. and his fire. The part earlier where he breathes fire, did we talk about oh, that? Oh, we didn't we talk do- about that. We that did is not. the yep. dumbest scene in the entire movie. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Completely agree. I, uh, uh, Yeah. Doesn't but at least it, at least they call to it and they're like did he just breathe fire yeah Rody was did like you just really breathe confused. fire but that part i don't i don't know why i've got it written down and i i went past it for some reason but how stupid was that scene I, where he breathed fire trying to get Rody? come on i didn't i didn't love that scene i will say that i read a lot of stuff about the tattoos that he had that it was something about like an alien dragon that comes in in the comics later. Like it was supposed to be a callback, mm. but it did look very afflictiony. Yes. But they didn't sell it. I mean, they're, yeah. this villain isn't just yes. boring. Agreed. It doesn't do anything for me in the slightest. Like this, it, it just feels so rushed. And yeah. then we see the prodigal son is returning. The Mark 42 is inbound and it crashes and burns. And Tony's, I cracked up again. I thought, it was, honestly, yeah. And then I oh, love, yeah. <laughs> Tony's response, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And then we, I, yeah, sorry. before that, I'm sorry. There's a point when it looks like, uh, Killian cuts Tony's leg off because he's in the armor at that point. It looks like he gets his leg cut off. It, obviously, it doesn't happen, but it, it totally looked like that, I thought. Mm, I didn't see that, but maybe I missed it. I'm not even trying to be funny. Maybe I saw the wrong thing. It's all good. <laughs> but we didn't. And then I love like Aldrich Killian. He, uh, he goes, you didn't deserve her, Tony. It was a pity. I was so close to having her perfect. And he oh. goes, you're right. I don't deserve her. But here's where you were wrong. She was already perfect. I... I wrote that down in my notes before Tony said she was already perfect because I was like, that dick. (laughs) Like, how dare he? But then the fact that Tony comes back and says she was already perfect just made it seem, I just, I loved it. I loved that realization by Tony. I, I liked it. Right. And then he attaches the Mark 42 to Aldrich Killian and he goes, do me a favor, Jarvis, blow Mark 42. And we see we see the supervillain once he's caught in the once he's caught in the Mark Forty Two armor, and he the Tony makes the decision to blow up the Mark Forty Two. No! I'm sorry, we're gonna call him a supervillain. Can we just call him a villain? He's not that super. Can we just call him crap? Because that's really yeah. what it seems like. And <laughs> then Aldrich stands up like a creepy walker, and he goes, "No more false faces. You said you wanted the Mandarin. You're looking right at him. It was always me, Tony, from the start. Oh. I am the Mandarin. We skipped my favorite. Oh. The f- 
my favorite just picture of this movie, mm. which I feel like it works on multiple levels. The like Tony is sitting there. He sees the um, Iron Man mask and there's like flames around it and Ooh, it breaks yeah. through the glass and you see the flame coming through the eye of the Iron Man mask. And then it like, like the face part pops off mm. and he just sighs. I feel like that's how I felt with this movie. And that's, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. It was just like, they not destroyed, but like they did not do Iron Man justice. And I, I, I liked that visual. Mm. I liked, like I saw what he was feeling in that moment and I liked it. Right. And then when he says, I am the Mandarin whack pepper with the shot. And I love Tony. I got nothing. <laughs> and no, no longer. The damsel in distress. Right. I do wish they would have in future movies played more to this though. I know we see something. I had later. a lot of problems here. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think later on, like obviously one of the last movies understand, but like this just doesn't seem to go anywhere at all for the most part. And this, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it was a little wasted. They set up all I'm, this movie for this huge setup. Mm, Clinton, what was your I'm thoughts? B- I'm about to go Emmy mode right here. Go Emmy mode, brother. All right, so she comes out of the fire with her blouse still on. It's made of fabric, and she's in a fire. I agree. How did her clothing survive the fire, for one? We know what Clinton wanted to see. Uh, <laughs> not, not my forte, brother. Um, um, why is she not naked? <laughs> why ain't she buck-ass naked? <laughs> I agree though because she falls and there's like an explosion and she's like and i love the way she's yelling she's like "Ah!" (laughs) and she comes out all baywatch style with no clothes on just i'll (laughs) be ready i'll be ready we should have made the soundtrack for this movie brandon we should uh, gosh our our vocals are absolutely amazing if you they're on fire they're on they're on straight these vocals are on fleek, fam. Oh, oh <laughs> snap, son. Wow. So we are going to have a special MCU in review podcast episode where we do nothing sing but sing along a vision. We're going to sing all the songs from every Iron Man movie. We're going to start with shoot to thrill. <laughs> shoot to kill if you're me. Oh, shoot to kill too. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. Like you listen back and you're like, shoot. But, I, <laughs> yeah. but I also had a problem with they immediately want to get rid of it yes like if it's yes. not hurting her why could she not have used that in the future my biggest problem with it is like oh. they set this whole movie up essentially i was like if there's anything to at least take away pepper's now a superhero badass herself and immediately she right. gets these amazing powers and they're like we need i know nope. someone that can take I it away from you back up. i didn't like that at all great point clinton i didn't remember that they took them away from her well, when he goes back to his narration, he talks about. Yeah. But the first thing he says, too, after he's like, whoa, we got to get this right. Like, he basically immediately says, we need to fix you. And then in his narration saying, we fix Pepper. It's, right. But, like, I didn't remember that that happened. And so I think part of my issue with this movie was that they went forward and didn't ever address it again, which they did address it in this movie. But, like, that just that part didn't stick with me. And so I thought they didn't address it. And it didn't pay off because, Thank you. okay. Yeah. Thank you. And then it's like, okay, while we're taking that out, now we can automatically, magically take the reactor out of your chest. Yeah. Okay. 
No. Yeah. yeah. Why? It, it, like, it, they could have set yeah. this entire Why movie. Why did they do that in Iron Man One? They could. Like, have, they could have centered this entire movie around those two major surgeries, or something like that, or at least his major surgery. And it just felt so rushed, man. It didn't feel. It, it didn't pay off because nothing. Nothing in the movie I mean, set it up. The whole thing of Iron Man One is he had to build different arc reactors to keep the shrapnel from going to his heart. If he could have just had the surgery, he's got money. He could have just had surgery and had it taken out. It kind of doesn't pay off the old movies no i will i will say that the the uh dr Wu, who was at the beginning of the movie i feel Woo-hoo! like they kind of set that up just for a second like they kind of set that up because he was a really good cardiologist in 1999 so why didn't they do it in 2008 when he became exactly Iron Man? yeah it, no it, i'll agree with that i'll agree with that I'm I was sorry. Just, I'm no, 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 no. I respected him. I'm, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 it just doesn't add up to me. Um, but then we see Pepper super punches the suit. Uh, Aldrich kicks the missile and blasts it. Killian is gone. And her, her response is, oh, my God, that was really violent. I thought. Yeah. She took him out with an Iron Man hand blast. Yep. I thought that. After he blew up a suit with him in it. How is that how he dies? How is that? That does not continuity wise does not make sense in my opinion. And this felt very superhero. All this felt super like Mm -hmm. that trope of just ping bang. I'm the good guy. I'm going to kill you with this, even though nothing. Uh, This is literally and I don't mean to sound and I guess we can say it in our final thoughts, but this is like one of my bottom three guys, you know, and it's because that reason, Clint, what Mm -hmm. you just said, it just it feels very superhero. I completely agree with you, man. And, you know, this, and then Tony, it's a lot of little one-liners too. It just feels like sometimes they're funny and I get it. And there's sometimes they're endearing, but sometimes I just feel like it's one-liners for one-liner sake. Wasn't this the first one that John Favreau didn't do? Correct. Yeah, it was. It was was Shane Black. Some Shane guy. Shane Black. Shane Black who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And uh, it's, it just, it's not. That's a great movie though. That's my point. I just don't think it's, I think something is amiss here. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's writing. Suck, suck, tank, tank is what this one should have been called. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, and you didn't have the you didn't have the drums ready. It's okay. Nope, don't it's do it now. Late. Gosh, you guys, I literally am on point for two and a half hours of this podcast, and the one I miss, <laughs> you didn't have the drums ready. <laughs> Get your finger on the button. <laughs> No, I, and I cannot wait when you get your podcasting equipment and we're on that. I'm gonna be like you, you, you missed it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I didn't say I'd have stings. Oh, that's true. Ooh. That's true. And then, um, and then he goes, "Who's the hot mess now?" <laughs> Who's the hot mess? Because hot and extreme is hot. Sounded like Clinton was Iron Man at that I point. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hate that. I did. It felt so stupid. Like it's okay. All right. And this girl is on fire. Oh my god. <laughs> and that song starts playing as they watch the fireworks blow. It's really, really amazing. No, and then he basically goes right into fix it mode and he goes, This is what I do. I fix stuff. He's trying to fix mm-hmm. pepper instead of harness and use what this is. But obviously she's still in the right frame of mind. She's taking she's kicking tail on the right people. So I it just felt weird. And she says, what am I going to complain about now? Because she gets why he likes the suits. Like, I, I, I. Yeah, ah. this is where I had a problem. This guy, guys, this. Yes. Are you about to say it, Clinton? She's the right moment. Like, this is right when she's like, I I get it. The suits and everything. And he's like, all right, clean slate. 
and blows all of them up right yeah. after oh, she's I'm, cool with it. I was pissed here. Makes I, no so sense. It, it makes no sense. So she's like, I get it now. And he's like, clean slate. Jarvis is like, clean slate. And they blow all the suits up. And then she's happy about it. Yeah. She gets so excited. And he blows all his suits up. The yeah. Ugh, I'm not going to say it. The S word. This is what I wrote in my notes. This is what I wrote in my notes. After just talking about how she can justify the suits, after having the moment pop up, the moment where he needs them, proving the worth of the suits, who just saved his rear end and saved everything, and she sees the value in keeping them, he destroys them all. Huh? I literally put, huh? Like, what? The, The entire movie sets up one narrative. I don't. Get it, man. I, I, I really don't. I, it doesn't add up to me at all. I don't. So anyway. And when does he start rebuilding him? Do they reconnect that at all? I don't think they do. No, not in this movie. Not in this movie. I don't know. Re- I mean, in the future movies, he just has them again. Does he? When's he back? He The next movie he's in is Age of Ultron. Yeah, I guess I'll pay attention when we watch it. And he if has the they, 43 they, and the 44. He doesn't ever, I don't think they ever show the the 1 through 42 at this point. Well, I know. I'm saying when he starts rebuilding, which would be the 43 and 44. Oh, yeah. We don't know. He just has the 43, right? And that's he just, a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do they even no, I, well, they kind of bring to, attention to slightly? It's like one line, and we'll get to it, but it's just a quick one or two lines. It's not. And that's why sometimes this movie feels like a throwaway for me too, because they're like, "Hey, everything Iron Man three, and eh, don't forget that he's back in the suits again." Um, so and then we so and and he's Iron Man. He, that's what he is. He suits. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, okay, these suits saved you. This suit saved your ass when you were prisoner where in Miami." And now it's like, "Oh, because Pepper don't like it." After she's saying she understands. Then I'm going to blow him up. It just didn't make any sense. And this is where Pepper is now understanding and can relate. And then that happens. uh, It just felt, uh, I don't know. And then we get. And it's so sad watching them blow up. Yeah. It's not like this amazing moment. Like, I guess they were expecting in the movies. I was just more like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's especially when you hear their nicknames and you. I was checked out. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And so this is a quote from, uh, this is uh, Tony Stark. And so as Christmas morning began, my journey had reached its end. You start with something pure, something exciting, then come mistakes, then compromises. We create our own demons. As promised, I got Pepper sorted out. Then I thought to myself, why stop there? Some people see progress. say progress is dangerous. And then we see Tony give up his arc reactor chest. He has everything removed. Happy Hogan finally awakes, which is really, really weird. He awakes and he's like checking out a nurse or something. It's really looking awkward. straight at her boobies. It's like, so come stupid. on, happy it, again. Zero chill. This is stupid, though. This is not even none fun. of this at the end. N- none of Every, it. None of it was set even up. the post credit. Yeah, is, it has no value. I, I, uh. Yeah, <laughs> Harley gets off his school bus, comes home. I thought this was kind of cute. Comes home to find the coolest cute. basement ever. Um, a potato gun Mark II, all from the mechanic. And this is where Tony stands over that same cliff where Tony at the beginning of the movie and he throws his arc reactor over the edge. Didn't really make Ugh. sense to me. I don't understand. And then he goes, so if I were to wrap this up, tie it in a bow, my armor, it was never a distraction, a hobby. It was a cocoon. And now I'm a changed man. You can take away my house, all my tricks and toys. But one thing you can't take away. I am Iron Man and the James Bond credits roll. And that don't even make sense. Yeah, no, it no. doesn't. 
and he goes, I am Iron Man. Well, you just destroyed it. Uh, this, this movie, especially the All second right. half is not good. <laughs> I have, I have some things to say. <laughs> yep. I do like the line. We create our own demons. I like that. Bueno thumbs up. Did you guys realize that the necklace that he puts on Gwyneth Paltrow's heart of the ocean Titanic? I agree. Yeah. Oh, but okay. Yes. But did you realize that it was made out of the shrapnel that they dug out of his chest? I did not know that. I didn't see it either until this last watch because so I check out so frequently with this movie. I don't think I actually look at it. But yeah, I guess that is a that's, little bit gross. Th- I think that's this is my heart heart shrapnel. A little morbid. Yeah. Oh, but this so- almost killed me. Now I'll wear it around my neck to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought it was so sweet until Clinton said that. Now I kind of agree with Clinton. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me remind you of you being trapped in a cave. Okay, but that's also like way better than that titty bunny. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, but Tony's just not a good gift giver. Let's just let's just end it with that. He's a great suit maker, yeah. but he's not a good good gift give, giver. So the credits roll. Sorry, Emmy, you just keep going. Sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I said I had things to say. I still have things to say. Keep going. I just have one more thing to say. I don't like that he doesn't have the arc reactor in his chest now. And I don't know about comics. I don't know if this happens in the comics at some point. But I just, I don't, I don't like that he doesn't have to, I don't know, have to have the arc reactor in, her, in his chest. I, I, think I don't Clint, like it. I think to Clinton's point earlier, the 2008 movie and the 2010 movie almost seem like, and even the Avengers. Why? <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't seem to make sense. What do you think, Lynn? Yeah. I just, I hate how easy it was. So extremists and the arc reactor extremists, like they don't give any detail or why or how they can do it. It's just narrated over and it's, Oh, we got this out of her. how did you get it out of her? How are you reversing extremists? Because I'm sure there's people that have it that would need it reversed. And then also the arc reactor, the buildup of all of Tony's struggle and the issues he went through and why he had to rebuild them and get a new reactor. It just, it, it took away from all that and it annoyed me. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And I, I, I hate like rewatching it. I hate that I enjoyed this the first time because no I shame, think I was man. just excited Tony was in it, um, but it it just it was just it fell so far, like it fell apart so bad at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't even address it in the future. I, it 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 almost feels like a throwaway, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so we're in the post uh, we're in the credits right now and before we get to the post credit scene i have to turn it over to emmy who is my favorite person ever for this segment because yeah, i've always gotten a good kick out of this was there any great credits people uh, any anybody that stuck stood out to you for this emmy there were five there were five <laughs> i'm curious um First off, and I think that this is a name that we've seen before because he did write some of the Marvel comics. Um, his name is Un Heck. <laughs> I just <laughs> think that that should be a phrase. Un Heck. Well, Heck. <laughs> um, we also saw um, Neptune's Net Boy was played by Bronte Desposito. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Not great. Not great. All right. Um, the Mandarin stuntman was played by Anthony Means Jefferson, which I don't think that it does. <laughs> Um, I'll just start doing it. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Uh, Palacho's makeup was done by, and this is, I, I'm going to get into history and we're going to do crickets again, but uh, Heba Thoris' daughter, which, like how they do Odin's son, that's like how they do daughter. Like, so her name is literally Thor's daughter. All right. All right. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> It's clever that there is someone whose name <laughs> is literally Daughter of Thor is working on these movies. Okay, whatever. Anyway, y'all are a bunch of hicks. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. <laughs> the deputy in the bar. <laughs> and he also plays an extremist soldier. I'm going to wait until you guys stop laughing because this is my absolute favorite. I am so excited she for it. came out so hard with that. Y'all are a bunch of hicks. Anyway, <laughs> the person who plays this <laughs> came out swinging. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the guy who plays the deputy in the bar when the, the sheriff gets shot. Um, his I name shot the sheriff. I know. But I, I did knew not it. shoot the I deputy. Okay. Well, anyway, the deputy who did not get shot. <laughs> His name is. That's right. The deputy. He, she did not shoot the deputy, or he rather. <laughs> His name is Rocky Dick Junior. Rocky Rocky Dicky Junior. <laughs> Which means that there is a Rocky Dicky Senior, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I would just love to be in that family. Oh man, okay. I want to start Lady, there'll become a time in your life when you run into a rocky dicky. <laughs> I kind of feel and like it that's... won't be fun. But you'll learn from it. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's a very good um uh like it, it shows where he started off his acting career. You know yeah. you know what I'm saying? No, I understand. That's this is this is Rocky Dicky. This is Rocky Dicky here. Uh, signing <laughs> off. Enjoy. This is Rocky Dicky Sr. and Rocky Dicky Jr. We hope you have a great <laughs> night, y'all. Uh, I bet the thing the has film. a Rocky Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Clinton. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, so then we see Tony is still combining, and we find out who he's talking to the entire movie because he was narrating. And we see uh, Bruce Banner falling asleep, and he goes, Are you actively napping? I drifted. Where did I lose you? An elevator in Switzerland. Same as us, Tony. Or same as us, Banner. We, we <laughs> felt the same pain. We almost fell asleep during this movie as well. So we can, I actually did fall asleep in the middle of this movie and had to wake myself up and rewind what I'd missed. So I thought that was really funny that Banner fell asleep hearing the story as well. Maybe just a little joke that this may not be our best. I don't know. And I love that Banner goes, I'm sorry. I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm not a therapist. I don't have the, the, the temperament. Temperament. Yeah. Thought, thought Good word. Was thought that was great and the end of the movie is done it was still a throwaway post credit yeah oh yeah trust me it obviously didn't yeah it didn't do anything for any future movies no at all. none zero and that that was i honestly remember being disappointed in the post credit scene here because you stay till the very end and usually at least in phase one everything set up the next movie Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like a little sneak preview. Like even if it was 10, 15, 20 seconds long, it was always just a snapshot into what you were about to see. And I remember watching, I was like, I didn't care for this movie. And then that post credit scene 
really irked me too. Like it was just, there was no setup. It was just, haha, he fell asleep while he was listening to Tony. And oh. like, if not the next movie, because the Avengers sets up like the next, like it, it sets up way farther in the future. Right. But like, it didn't, yeah, it didn't set anything up. It no, was it didn't. A toss away. I agree. I agree. So we are wrapping things up here on MCU in review, Iron Man 3. And like Rocky Dicky. <laughs> he doesn't junior he doesn't he doesn't wrap stuff up all right we are gonna move on now to <laughs> sorry we are gonna move on to um our final thoughts on iron man 3 and i started it i guess i'll continue it and then i'm gonna switch over to emmy and to clinton and we'll wrap everything up but i this movie i really did i didn't enjoy it i i and i'm not saying that in a mean way it's still a decent movie decent i thought some things didn't add up in it i thought it was not tied together as well i felt like some things were throwaways from previous movies which i didn't appreciate and i also thought it was a throwaway to future movies that i didn't appreciate it where we just kind of accept what happens um I don't know. It, it feels forced at times. We see Tony as a completely different person, which I get that's the point of the movie. However, when you suffer from the character standpoint, from the the relatability, you're, you're not doing anything good at that point. You're just almost <laughs> ruining an amazing character. There's mm-hmm. a way to shine lights on all these issues and do it right. And this felt forced. I think that is the best word I would put for this movie. It felt forced. And sadly, I think there's a reason why we didn't see another Iron Man movie since uh, 2013. But we would see Tony Stark again in many movies. We would see him in Age of Ultron. We would see him in Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame, and actually, you know, a little bit in Far From Home as well. Or at least his presence, you know. And it's just... Tony Stark plays a huge part in the MCU and I think he starts shining again after this movie and he continues to, I think rebuild this character, but I feel like this was a step back for the character, for everything that we've set up. And I hate to say that because Robert Downey Jr. is phenomenal as this character, but it felt like a step back. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't care for it. I call these next two movies, the dark times of the MCU because I just, you know, (laughs) That's a good pitch for your next episode of MCU in review, but <laughs> Thor the Dark World. Um, I just don't care for that one either, or at least I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm interested to see if things have changed there. But Iron Man 3, bit of a throwaway. So I'm going to go switch it over to you, Emmy. What's your final thoughts on Iron Man 3? Oh, all right. So the more I watch it, I still don't like it more. I feel like that's definitely um, a testament to how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um I was counting down because I knew how many movies Robert Downey Jr. had signed on for in the MCU. And I was counting down and I remember coming out of this one being like, they wasted in uh, appearance by Robert Downey Jr. with this movie. Like I just, it did not, it, like I said, I felt deflated when I came out of it. I felt like the Avengers and the trailers just set so much stuff up and this did not hold a candle to it at all. In my opinion, some of the stuff was great. I loved like the, um, the skydiving, um, rescue, like that was cool. But like, 
I don't know. It just it, this movie as a whole did not hold up to my expectations. Mm. Yeah. Clinton, that's, what, that's Clinton what was your final thoughts, man? It wasn't good. <laughs> and now, that, that's um, all for it. No, I'm just like, no, it wasn't good. Uh, it's funny to me to watch it back in the day and then watch it this time because y'all thought I would come in here all about it, defending it. But mm-hmm. and I did. I did the first half. The first half I enjoyed. I think they lost it in the, the second half. That's um, fair. That's fair. I think even with the the critiques you guys had in the first half, I think you would have found it redeemable if they would have went a different direction in the second half. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of unravels as it goes. Um, they had a lot of opportunities to do good things, to do a lot of uh, uh, playing into what Tony was going through. And I just felt like it was a, it fell flat. It wasn't a good payoff for what they set it up to be. And there was a lot of loose connections that didn't make sense. Um, yeah, it's it's probably in my bottom five mm. now yeah. of Marvel movies. So, and that's hard to say because of um, my love for Tony Stark. Like Amy said, I love Tony Stark. I love his character. But I love yeah. him more. Oh, do you? Do you own the? Do <laughs> oh, you own okay. as many things as I do? I'm the captain of the fan club. You're the what? Captain. Oh, oh. I don't like that exactly, word. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I I have I to the, say. Uh, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Interrupt my final thoughts. It's fine. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I'm playing. I do I do have uh, I know I said at the beginning there were three reasons why I hated this movie. I think rewatching it this time, there's a fourth reason why I hate that movie. Mm. And it's that stupid bunny. I hate <laughs> that. That bunny is so terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. No. And I, I did. You're right. I completely interrupted your final. I was thought. kidding. I was kidding. I don't care. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse at this point with this movie. I think we all agree. <laughs> it, <laughs> it didn't pay off. It doesn't make sense for future movies. It didn't play well into the older movies. It feels like an Iron Man movie out on its own. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever, did you guys watch the Friday the 13th movies? No. I don't do scary movies because I'm a what? Baby. I'm a weenie. Y'all never watched Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th movies? No. I cannot. If I did, I would have to sleep with my lights on in my condo. Oh my God. Anyway, it felt like the Jason Goes to Space movie. It oh felt my God, like a that movie. Awful. Yeah, it was awful. It was <laughs> terrible. It didn't make sense. But it felt like this movie didn't go with the rest the of the of Iron it. Man movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I honestly think if you skipped this one, you'd be okay. You'd yeah. be okay because they don't tie back to it at all. So, yeah, I was not um, thrilled with this movie. And it's funny because after revisiting Iron Man 2, 
I remember thinking it was a decent movie, but not a great movie. And I ended up really liking that movie. It's still not my favorite by any means. I don't even know if it's in my top 10, but I still left Iron Man 2 thinking it's a good movie. And I mm-hmm. laughed at a lot and enjoyed a lot of it. And I was almost expecting the same thing revisiting Iron Man 3. Like, okay, I got a different lens to see things through. And yes, you're right, Clinton. I did think you were going to come into it like, all right, this is this is a good movie. I'm ready to talk about it. And um, I mean, I remember watching Iron Man 3 and leaving. I was like, God bless. I wish I could. I, I want to have a good attitude on this one. I don't want to come in saying I hate this. I don't know. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Which do you like better now? Iron Man two or three? Mine was always one, two, three, and it's st- well, it's still that same way after all yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, Clinton. Ooh, because I think he w- I, 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 I agree. You're one, two, it's three. One, now. two, three. One, two, three. I honestly, I think mine's probably two, one, three. It's got to be two for you. You are obsessed with. That I love two. I don't know what it is about two. Yeah, I love two. Yeah, I, but I love a good number two as well. Speaking of number two, we need to wrap things up here on MCU and reviews. So we, um, yeah, we will be back next week because we are back to one a week from here on out until Black Widow's release. If it does come out on time, fingers crossed. It's kind of scary to think about. But um, yeah, I'm really, really hoping. But if not, we're going to find things to talk about because I have like five to ten things. Clinton has five to ten things. Emmy has science facts that she wants to share. A hundred thousand different things that I want to talk about in the MCU. So we have plenty that we'll talk about whether Black Widow is released in November or not. However, you will get one review from us each week. We beg you to listen beyond Thor The Dark World because I promise you the movies get better. The reviews will get better. I like that movie. The show gets no better. The show doesn't. Uh, no. Brandon's still his trashy self, um, you know, and Emmy still brings her science facts, and Clinton, he's just him. He's an asshole. He's just, <laughs> so don't listen, guys. No, um, we're going to review Thor The Dark World starting next week, and hey, who knows? I turned around with Iron Man 2. I might think Thor The Dark World's a decent movie. Who knows? Because uh, I, I know. Uh, I'm it's go- not that bad. You I'm, guys are being so mean. Hey, I'm going to try to go into it with an open mind, though. I'm not kidding. I did that with Iron Man 2, ended up really liking it. I did it with Iron Man 3, didn't. So I'm going to really turn that open mind on, and I don't sugarcoat that because I don't want to just go into I hate this movie let me watch it I if I can find something else yeah so we will be back with Thor the Dark World our review next week but for now we really appreciate you joining us uh, for our four hour Avenger review thank you guys for listening to that and thank you for uh, listening to our Iron Man 3 review which I do not know how long it is at this point however we've had a blast tonight and uh you know, really, really appreciate you guys coming along for the journey. So join us next week for Thor, the dark world on MCU and review, reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter, join our uh, Facebook, Facebook group. And uh, we'll either catch you there or we'll catch you on the next episode. Have a good one guys. Bye.